0: Okay, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, we're going to begin. We're here in Surah Al-A'raf, verse number 100. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanirajim, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. A'walam yahli lil-ladhina yarithuna al-artha min ba'di ahliha, allaw nasha'u asabnaahum bithnubihim, wa natba'u ala kulubihim fahum la yasmawum. Yesterday we had done up to verse number 99 And that we had discussed And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had discussed These different Anbiya And how all these different Anbiya Were sent to their different communities Each Nabi was saying essentially the same thing to their community And unfortunately each community was in the same way Rejecting that Nabi And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent different types of punishments onto those communities so here Allah subhanahu now after having mentioned a sequence of those different past prophets and communities and punishments is saying that is it not time have, are those who inherited the earth after other people not guided? So, أَوَلَمْ Yahdil الَّذِينَ يَلَثُونَ أَرْضًا مِنْ بَعْدِ أَهْلِهَا Are they not going to get the hidayah? Those who have inherited the hearth means that those who have inherited the hearth from its former inhabitants, i.e. those who are now living at earth and know the histories of these previous communities, are they still not guided by the fact that if we wished, we could strike them, we could send our punishment upon them. لَوْ نَشَاءُ أَصَبْنَاهُمْ That means we could make a read to them, it means we could strike them, we could afflict them, we could send our punishment on them بِذْنُوبِهِمْ by means of their sins. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, then we could also seal their hearts in such a way for whom la yasmaun, then they would not be able to hear, they would not be able to understand. They will not be to, able to accept and listen and submit to the things that they listen. That's what it means they wouldn't hear. min That these are the different populations and cities and settlements and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying is that we have narrated to you some information regarding them. And indeed the prophets and messengers came to them with clear and manifest signs and clarifications. But it was not their choice. They were not about to believe what they had repudiated before. They were not ready to believe in the things that they had been previously been denying. So it means that every community, rather than learning from the lesson of past history and taking Iman and taking Ibrat, instead they decided not to believe as the people prior to them had not believed. Is there? All right. Finally the Allāh respondent says kadhalika yatba Allahu ala kulubil kafirin and thus does Allah Subhanahu wa taala set a seal on the spiritual hearts of the unbelievers on the spiritual hearts of those who deny the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who deny the messengers and prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who deny their words, those who deny this Qur'an al-Kareem, those who deny Nabiya al-Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا وَجَدْنَا لَأَكْثَرِهِم مِّنْ أهد and Allah سبحانه says, and we did not find that most of them did not fulfill their pledge and covenant. Or you can also say, من أهلين, that we found most of them, we did not find commitment in most of them. We did not find resolve in most of them. And in fact, instead, وَإِنْ, وَإِن أَكْثَرَهُمْ in fact, Allah ta'ala is saying is that we found the vast majority of all of these people and communities that have been mentioned, lafal that indeed there were people who opted for sin and transgression and rebellion against Allah ta'ala's wishes and commands. All right. This notion of sealing of the hearts is something that we had dealt with earlier in Surah An-Nasa, Surah number 4, verse number 155. Allah ta'ala had mentioned over there as well that Allah ta'ala sets seals on people's hearts because of their disbelief. Now, these different towns that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent all these messengers to, they firmly adhered to their false previous religions. So this is what I had mentioned to you before, notion of stubbornness. Stubbornness. Stubbornness and obstinacy in when they hear the teachings of their deen. Now from verses 103 onwards, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to mention and spend some time discussing the story of Sayyidina Musa as all right. ثُمَّ مِن بَعْدِهِمْ مُوسَى بِآيَاتِنَا إِلَى <laughs> so Allah subhanahu says, then we sent after all of these previous communities, after Sayyidina Salih alayhi salam, Sayyidina Hud alayhi salam, Sayyidina Shweeb alayhi salam, Sayyidina Lut alayhi salam, after these previous four prophets that were mentioned. Allah swt saying then we sent Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam with the verses of our revelation, with our signs. And ila fir'auna means number one first and foremost to fir'aun and also to the community and the people of fir'aun. And you will see and you're going to see that Sayyidina Musa displayed and showed all of these different miracles and signs that Allah spawned taala sent both to fir'aun and to wa mala'ihi. And you saw this word yesterday and fir'aun's chiefs and leaders. However, they mistreated and they oppressed and they did not take heed from those ayat and from those signs that Allah subhanahu sent. So literally it means they were unjust towards those signs and those verses of revelation. So Allah Ta'ala says, Then you should look and reflect and observe. And here now it means, in other words, here it means read onward. Here it's not saying go to the archaeological ruins. It says Allah subhanahu is about to narrate the whole incident. So before he does so, he says, now consider, Allah is going to narrate to us, consider in the following upcoming narrative, what indeed is the outcome and what is the end and finality of those who are mufsideen, those who spread corruption and fitna and fasad on this earth. Alright. So Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam is going to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sayyidina Musa is going to say, Fir'aun and his people. Ka'ala Musa, Ya Fir'aun, Inni Rasulun min Rabbil Alamin. Same thing that the previous Prophet said. That indeed, I am a messenger from the Lord of all of the worlds. Hakikun ala an laa aqoola ala Allahi That indeed, indeed he is telling him that indeed, that this, I am not saying anything concerning Allah <laughs> subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am not attributing anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except with absolute truth and veracity. <laughs> and I have come to you with a clear and manifest proof from your Rabb. So again here we'll say some like the other anbiya. Is personalizing it. And you should send the Bani Israel with me. So here Sayyidina Mulsah Sallam had come to free the Bani Israel. They were living in a state of oppression and enslavement by Fir'aun. So Sayyidina Musa Sallam came to free his people. So release the Bani Israel and send them with me. So Fir'aun responded then to him. Fir'aun said... In kunta jittabi ayatin fati biha, that if indeed you have come with some type of sign, then show that sign to me. It literally means toss that sign, give me that sign, it means display that sign. In kunta if indeed you are amongst those who are speaking truly. So what did Sayyidina Al Sayyidon do? Fa asahu Fa Idahi So he tossed down his staff. Right? And this is not by the way, rod. The more proper English word for this would be staff. He tossed down his staff, and then all of a sudden, what did it become? Thu'banul means it became a very large snake. Sometimes you can translate it as serpent. And it became a clear and apparent serpent. And then what he did, he pulled forth, he took out his hands, he drew forth his hands and their hands, his hand. this is another miracle Allah SWT had given him that his hands were bayza'u, little means white, they were illuminated. They appeared to be like pure white light Lin linnathirin for all of the people who were looking upon him for all of the onlookers. Alright. So the Bani Israel were being oppressed by the people of own, The people of Ra'an of the Copts in Arabic called Kibdi. And Sayyidah Musa wanted that they should be released. Now, the Mufassrin have mentioned that Sayyidina Musa's hands were shining so white that it sh- would shine even brighter than the sun. But even then, Fir'aun asked to see the sign and Sayyidina Musa yislam, showed the sign and Miracle. But neither Fir'aun nor his leaders are going to believe min So what did the leaders and tribal chieftains from the community of Fir'aun say? إِنَّ هَذَا لَصَاهِرٌ that indeed this is a very skilled and knowledgeable magician. And it's an expert magician. So they didn't accept that Sayyidina Musa was a prophet. They twisted it in such a way. And many of the Mufassirin suggest that although Fir'aun also had a very hard heart, but because the leaders and chieftains, they kept refusing and they kept saying things against Musa ﷺ. So that is why Fir'aun did not even consider belief. And what are they going to say to him? You So they told Fir'aun that, Oh Fir'aun that he intends to remove you from your land. Actually, Sayyidina Muhammad say, some said, I want to take Bani Israel. He didn't want to do anything to Fir'aun and the Kiptis. He didn't want to do anything to Pharaoh's community. But these leaders, they were twisted. And many Mufastrians suggest that actually they realized. They saw the sign and they realized that he was a prophet. And they realize that if he is a prophet, then the tide will turn if we give in to him. So we must maintain and somehow perpetuate the rule of Fir'aun. Therefore, we cannot accept or declare him as a prophet. Therefore, instead, we will try to convince our leader Fir'aun that he is a magician instead. Alright? So then Fir'aun, uh, Fir'aun then responded to them that, okay, uh ذَا Ta'murun. Sorry, famaada ذَا So he said to them that, okay, what is it? Uh, what is it that you recommend? Literally, what is it that you command? What is it that you counsel? Qalu, so all of his tribal chieftains, what do they say? Arjih wa akhahu wa arsil fil madaini khasireen That all of his advisors, what do they say? They said that, okay, what you should do is that you should take him and his brother and you should expel them. You should exile them. You should send him and his brother away. And what you should do, and how should you do that? You should detain them, almost like you can say, imprison them. وَأَرْسِلْ فِي madain Khasirin And then you should dispatch summoners throughout the towns. You should dispatch people to call all of the people in the town. To do what? bikulli بِكُلِّ, بِكُلِّ سَاهِرٍ adim That all of the communities and all of the settlements they should bring to you, Fir'aun, each and every expert magician that they have. All right. So then Pharaoh did that, and he sent his messengers across the lands, and they went and solicited and told every community to send their top magician. Now the magicians come. as Saharatu. Those of you who studied sarf, right, you would have done the مُقَسِّرْ Girdan of ism file zaribun ذَرَبَانِ ذَرَبُنَ ذَرَبَةٌ So here it is, Saharatu. Saharatu, Aliflam lam is there, that's why there's no t'anmeen. Waja'a-saharatu. So all of these magicians, all of the expert magicians from all of the lands and dominions under the rule of uh, Fir'aun, they came Fir'aun and they came to Fir'aun. Qalu, and eat, and they all said to Inna lana la ajran in kunna nahnul Ghalibin that surely indeed will there be a reward for us if we are victorious, if we are triumphant, if we are able to defeat this other magician. So they understood that they have come for a competition. So, فرآن so, responded to them, "Naam, yes indeed. laminal And not only will you receive suwaab, not only will you get some monetary payment, but you will become muqarrab. I will keep you as my intimate close companions, you will be among my favorites. Here I remember the Mashaikh when they do tafsir of this verse they mention that when a person does something they don't just do something for ajr. What it means is that if a person becomes the, one of the way the Mashaikh of Tissouf would make tafsir of this verse that if a person becomes a ghalib on their nafs and they become ghalib on their nafs and keeping their nafs from sin or they become ghalib over their laziness and they make themselves enjoin themselves to do good work and good deeds then that means that they should not only not only will they get utter suwaab and reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they will be لَمِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ that they will be amongst the Muqarrab the people who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is infinitely more Kareem than Fir'aun is and if somebody makes Fir'aun happy and then Fir'aun is saying not only will I give you ajr, in other words monetary reward But I will make you amongst the mukarrabin So the nuktah they took from this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is infinitely more karim than him So when we do acts and good deeds For which indeed hadith and Quran have mentioned That we will get ajr and sawab But even more than that We will become the mukarrabin of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay, returning to the story So, loose, so all the magicians said Ya yeah, Musa That O oh, Musa alayhi salam Imma an wa imma That will it be that you will first toss? Literally it means that will you begin? Will you literally it means will you throw, will you toss, or shall we be the ones to throw? So call the Sayyidina Alku In other words, you you can go first. You go first, throw, toss what you have, do what you have. It can also mean Ilqa could mean in terms of casting a spell, but here it means throw because actually they thought that they could counter Sayyidina Musa magic with a similar way. So, Sayyidina Musa told them, okay, you go first. So, فَلَمَّا أَلْقَوْ saharu أَعْيُنَ النَّاسِ That when the magicians, so when they threw, they bewitched the eyes of the people. When they threw, they bewitched the eyes of the people. You can also say they beguiled, they bedazzled. They bedazzled the eyes of the people. wajau bi adim, And then indeed what happened is that they intimidated them, they created an awe in them. This would be the best way. That they inspired awe, they created a sense of awe in the people. Why? Because they had indeed wrought a great magic. bi sehrin adim. They had wrought a tremendous magic. Wa So after this, after the magicians did write what they did and the people were dazzled and the people were inspired and even quran al karim Allah SWT saying, that they cast a tremendous magic so what did Allah wa وَأَوْهَيْنَا illa Musa? So Allah SWT says and we revealed to our Sayyidina asaka," that you should simply toss your staff فَإِذَا هِيَ تَلْقَفُ مَا يَفِكُونَ So when he taught, we suggested to the Muslim that throw your staff and lo, When he threw his staff, it snatched up all that the other magicians had convert, conjured. Whatever the other magicians had caused to come into existence by means of their magic. Sayyidina Musa al-Islam, when he tossed the staff, it swallowed up all that they had conjured. Then Allah subhanahu says in Qur'an... فَوَقَعَ الْحَقُّ وَبَتَلَ مَا كَانُوا يَأْمَلُونَ فَوَقَعَ الْحَقُّ means indeed, then truth manifested itself. Truth became dominant. It can also say, al الْحَقُّ mean truth was confirmed. Wabatala مَا كَانُوا يَأْمَلُونَ And what the others means, what the magicians were doing, all of their efforts proved to be in vain and were rendered null and void. فَغُلِبُوا هُنَالِكَ so that happens that they were defeated. So thus were they, i.e., the magicians defeated, monkalabusahirin, and they turned back, humiliated and reduced to nothing. They were diminished. They turned back diminutive. Wa And then after that, what happened? That these magicians they threw themselves down. But ulkiya literally is the passive, so the magicians were thrown down. In other words, they were so stunned. By what Sayyidina Musa, Islam, did, they realized that this isn't magic, this is mu'jizah. They understood because they were magicians, they knew what magic was. And we discussed magic several days earlier in this, in the sessions of tafsir, right? They knew what magic was, they knew this was mu'jizah. And they knew that in front of mu'jizah, magic is nothing. So ulkiya saharatu sajideen literally it means, and they were tossed down, it means that Feeling and their witnessing of the mujza of Sayyidina Musa some caused them to fall down sajideen. They made sajda. Now here it doesn't mean they're making sajda to Sayyidina Musa. Say, they just fell into Sajda at the might and power of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala as it was manifested in that in that mujzah. You see, because but they say? but each and every one of them said, Amannabi Rabbbil Alameen that we believe in the Rub of all of the worlds, Rabbi Musa wa Harun, who is the Rabb of Sayyidina Musa Isam, and the Rabb of Sayyidina Harun alayhi So they understood that such a power, it shows you that even the magicians knew, that we're not going to ascribe divinity to the Prophet, that we're not going to worship this new big magician, no. They immediately understood that this is a mujiza because this is a mu'jizah, he is a Nabi, and because he is a Nabi, that means there's a Rub. So they fell down in Sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qala so what did Fir'an say? He was stunned. Firun was stunned by this. So he said to them, bihi? that have you taken Iman in him? Have you taken Iman in him? Kamla An lakum? before I gave you permission to do such a thing? Innahada La Makrum makar. Mar- la في المدينة So he said to them that instead of accepting the fact and realizing that they were being honest and they were humbled by the motives of Sayyidina al Sam, salam said that you have believed you, This is surely a plot that you conspired in the city. That you came up with this. This is pre-planned. That's what he's trying to say. That this is a plan that you pre-planned this earlier when you were in the city. So that you could do what? So that you could drive its people from it. Again, he had what his leaders had told him in his mind, right? That somehow Sayyidina Musa wants to expel and and, and remove Fir'aun and all of the Kiptis. And those of you who would remember the other story of Sayyidina Muhammad which has not yet come in Qur'an, but you would know that Fir'aun was slaying all of the male-born babies of this community of Bani Israel because he had been told, either he saw a dream or some astrologer had told him, that that there will come a boy who will be born from the Bani Israel, that when he goes up to be a man, he will be the means of the destruction of your race. So that was also in his mind. That dream, that foretelling was in his mind, and also what these tribal leaders had told him. So he accused the magicians of doing so. Allah Akbar. Now watch how he's going to threaten these magicians. So what does he say to them? La okatte anna wa arjulakum min So he said, I'm going to cut off your hands and your feet from opposite sides, it means I'm going to cut your right hand and your left foot. And then after that I'm going to crucify you. Ajma'in, I'm going to crucify each and every single one of you. And how do they respond? Ajib, Allah Akbar, look at the strength of their iman. They just had iman, new, newborn iman. They have newborn iman, they've just been iman for a matter of seconds. In the face of this threat, and they also knew who Faraon was. They knew that this isn't a bluff. This is a threat that is coming from that tyrant who can slaughter male babies by the thousands. This is that person whose tyrannical rule is crushing the Bani Israel. They knew what Faraon was. But well, what did they respond? Kalu inna ila rabbina munqalibun that no problem we are turning to our rub uh, here you can see that they use the word rabbina before they said rabbil alamin then they said rabb musa wa harun and now they're saying it personally ila rabbina that we are going to turn to our rub indeed we will turn to our rub we will be returned to our rub when you crucify us nothing will happen to us other than that you will make us return to our rub وَمَا تَنْكَمُ مِنَّا إِلَّا أَنْ آمَنَّ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّنَا لَمَّا جَاءَتْنَا And indeed you are only taking vengeance on us because we believed in the signs of our Rabb when those signs came to us. And then they realize that now he's going to carry out their punishment. So then they turn to Allah SWT and what did they say? رَبَّنَا أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا صَبْرًا وَتَوَفَّنَا muslimin رَوَى rabb afriq, Which means pour down sabr upon us. Because they knew that this is going to take a lot of sabr to have your hand and feet cut off, to be crucified alive. So Allah us, send your sabr us, send sabr upon us. Drown us in sabr. Make us sarapai sabr. وَتَوَفَّنَا Muslimin, And raise us and raise our souls and receive us on the Day of Judgment such that we are Muslimin. We are people who submitted to you. Give us a death in such a state that we are on the Deen of Islam. Allah This is a dua that we should remember. This is again Surah Al-A'raf, verse number 126. Here, let's, uh, in Surah Su- Su'ara, in Surah 26, verse 34, there's also some more details about this story. So when, and uh, you can see that in Surah 26, verse number 34. Similarly, in Surah Taha, Surah 20, verses number 58 to 59, there's also some additional details uh, that Allah SWT has given in Qur'an about this gathering. Uh, between the magicians and Sayyidina Musa A particular time was sent Alright and you can also see this Back again in Surah Shura Surah 26 verses 38 to 40 I think we'll do those details Over there when it comes Alright So the chieftains From Fir'aun's people What did they say when they saw this وَقَالَ الْمَلَعُوا that are you going to let them be? Are you going to let Sayyidina Musa salam and his community, are you going to let them be so that they may spread? So that they may spread facade, they may spread anarchy and discord and sedition in this earth? Now that wasn't the intention at all of Sayyidina Musa some. But again, this is the way bad advisors describe things to leaders. And many a leader has suffered because he has had evil people around him advising him. So they portrayed it in such a way. Wa 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 and you are going to leave them, forsaking yourself and your gods. You're going to forsake your gods. You're going to give in to them. So Pharaoh responded that, "Okay, what will he do?" So here's look how Pharaoh responded. قال, said Pharaoh. Sanukatilu so, abna that then what we will do, we will have all of their sons killed. We will have all of their sons killed. And we will keep their females alive. We will let their daughters live. For indeed that we are dominant and we have power over them. Kala Musa So Sayyidina Musa said to his people, Istainu Billahi. That you should seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَسْبِرُونَ You should be patient and endure and be steadfast. إِنَّ لِلَّهِ And know that indeed the earth and everything and dominion over it and the decree on it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. يُرِثُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ ibadihi And Allah will bequeath that earth. He will confer that earth to whomsoever He wants from His servants, from His rightful, devoted, loving servants. وَالْآكِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّكِينَ Indeed, know that the good outcome and the good finish and the good ending will always, always be only for the people of taqwa. So, Sayyidina Musa is mentioning here, and this is something that we should also take heed from, that whenever we face any opposition from any tyrant or any dictator, we must seek help from Allah subhanahu wa taala. We must adopt sabr. Right, we must remember that the outcome lies in Allah Allah's hands, yurithuha man Yeshah, and He can bequeath and make the inheritance of the earth to whomever He wants, min ibadihi. So we must make ourselves from His ibad, we must become strong in our ibadah, wal aqibatul and we must become strong in our taqwa. Qalu, but how did they respond to Sayyidina Musayyissam? Udina min, and remember, just remember all of the things that you read in Surah Baqarah, this is that same community. Right? This is that same Bani Israel. This is that same Sayyidina Musa Sallam. Recall now all of those incidents that took place between them and Sayyidina Musa that we did in Surah Al-Baqarah in detail. So, call those. What did they say? Udhina min kabli. That we have been, we were tormented. We were tortured. We were afflicted. If harm was inflicted upon us. Min kabli Before you came to us. Ma ba'dima jitana. And now after you have come to us. So what they were saying, they were complaining, right? That you know, we're no better off. This is what they're trying to say, We're no better off. We were being tormented by this for own even before you came and you were a prophet. And now that you have come and shown him your signs and had this, and you triumphed over his magicians, right? It seems again we're going to be tormented by him. So call us, Musa, the said, Ain that maybe it is that soon, maybe indeed that soon your Rabb, perhaps soon your rub is going to destroy your enemy, and is going to make you successors, his successors and his representatives, the successors to them. Or you can translate the representatives and vice regents of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, of the Ardi on earth. Because then Allah SWT is going to watch and see how is it, what is it that you will do. Then Allah SWT says that we punish the people of Fir'aun with Bissinin. Bissinin means that we gave them barren years. We afflicted them with years in which there was droughts and shortages, right? So barren years and Munaksin mina thamarati. And a shortage of crops and fruits and vegetables and produce. A shortage of all produce from the land. So that perhaps they may take heed, they may receive that admonishment, they may take a lesson from all of this. al-hum al Hasana. And then after that when good times came over them, when favorable conditions came over them, when the drought and the shortages, right, and the barren years were lifted from them. So what did they say? They said, "Lana hadhi Instead of being grateful to Allah SWT, instead of instead of helping, uh, acknowledging Allah Subhanahu. What did they say? "Lana hadhi that this is what we deserve. This is our due. In other words, that this is the way we should be. While wa in tusibhum sayyatun bi that when the calamity and when the difficult times and worse times were afflicting them, so what would they do? They would actually attribute that to Sayyidina Musa A.S. and those with him. They would hold them responsible. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah إِنَّمَا ta'iruhum إِنْدَ اللَّهِ That no, 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 that's not the case. And as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned, as far as Allah SWT knows, right? Walakinna أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَأْلَمُونَ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as far as Allah ta'ala uh, you can say that this misfortune came to them from the decree and the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is their own result of their own evil deeds however the majority of them wa lakinna la the majority of them do not know all right so even though Fir'aun, what happened is that the people of the ahli misr which is where Fir'aun was Allah ta'ala had given them a lot of bounties and a lot of comforts. Instead of showing gratitude to Allah ta'ala by accepting the Nabi that Allah SWT sent to them, Sayyidina Musa A.S., they decided to oppress the Bani Israel. Then they decided to reject these miracles of Sayyidina Musa A.S. So then Allah ta'ala caused a drought to come to them, right? Caused their produce to fall to bits, afflicted them with these difficult times, and what is drought, Sayyidina Rasulullah mentioned in the hadith, it's narrated by Imam Muslim, that drought doesn't just mean that you do not receive rain. Drought, that drought which is a punishment from Allah wa ta'ala, is that when rain falls, but even despite the rainfall, nothing can grow on the land, no produce is produced from the land. So Allah wa ta'ala replied to them by saying, with this part of the ayah, Allah Innama ta'irhum indallah. Allah Ta'ala brings all the conditions to them. Allah Ta'ala sends conditions to people and communities according to His knowledge of the actions that those people used to commit and they used to do. Even though most of them may not realize that this is because of their obstinacy and this is their rejection of the miracles of Sayyidina Musa A.S. Alright. So what did they say then, verse 132? That They said to Sayyidina Musa, Yislam that whatever sign you bring to us, whatever, whichever type of sign you bring to us, then they said that we will believe. They claimed that whatever sign, sorry, they said that whatever sign you are going to bring to us, we will never believe. biha لتص- So that literally it's from magic that you should bedazzle us with your magic. فَمَا نَحْنُ بمؤمنين, That no matter what sign you bring to us, by dazzling us with your magic, none of us will ever, ever, ever become believers in you. فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهُمُ التوفان. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and what did we do? We sent down upon them. We sent down a mass punishment, a storm upon them. And tufan means a destructive, and you have this in order, right? Tufan. Tufan means a destructive storm. A hurricane type storm, a storm that destroys everything that comes in its past. Wal Jarada. means locusts. So locusts were in that storm, right? And these are also animals of destruction and that eat things and that cause disease. Malkummala, and we sent lice upon them as well. Waddafadea, and literally this means frogs or toads were sent upon them as well. Vadama and blood was sent upon them. Ayatim mufassalat Clear and manifest signs for them, each distinct from the other. However, fastaqbulu, still they remain arrogant. They were too haughty to accept iman. Baqanu kammam mujrimeen, and indeed thus they became a community of mujrimeen who were sinful and guilty of wrongdoing. So here, Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. number one, is that some have mentioned, that this tufan came... Some Mufassirin have said that tufan was like a windstorm. Some have said that it was floodwaters. Others have said that tufan simply refers to death and destruction. So then you could translate it that a mass destruction came upon them. And Allah Ta'ala knows best what that is. Well, Jarada, these are locusts. And uh, these are types of insects that they annihilate crops. And they annihilate harvest. And they give spoil to fruits and vegetables and when they come in hordes when they come in hordes, right? When they come in masses when these locusts come in masses then they, you know, they bring plagues with them and they destroy entire harvests and crops Some have translated the next word as lice some translated as ticks What it means is that these are bringers of another tiny insects that are bringers of disease and lice or ticks, particular ticks are those insects that can kill animals that when they afflict the animals so it means then that they destroyed destruction was inflicted on the livestock of the people of the Bani Israel. Frogs. That so many of these frogs came, what does it mean that they found frogs everywhere? It doesn't mean a few frogs, it means that everywhere they looked they find frogs. Even some of them Fasurun have said so much that whenever they were they, they their, their frogs infested their homes Infested everything around them. They lived, they ended up living in frog infested type areas and blood. Here, some of them have mentioned that the Nile, the river Nile, flowed with blood instead of flowing with water. Or some of them said that whenever they used to lift water from the river Nile to drink, instead of water, that water converted itself into blood. All of these were detailed and distinct signs that Allah sent to them. But still, still, now these are miracles. So one of the mu'jizat and ayat that Allah Ta'ala sent by saying says, Sayyidina Musa, here these are the punishments of natural disasters, but still they chose to disbelieve. Allah hukmar. Extremely obstinate. So these are the stories of the kipti of the community of, Fir- of Fir'aun. وَلَمَّا ya Musa, ya Musa, lana bima indak. أَنَّ لَنُؤْمِنَنَّ لَكَ وَلَنُرْسِلَنَّ maaka بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلٌ So then finally then Allah subhanahu ta'ala afflicted them with a particular type of punishment or torment which normally this is called al-rijj which means the plague. right? And if you read medieval European history and you will hear this term the plague means it's some type of disease and sickness that spreads over people in extreme speed. And it's incurable whatsoever, and basically the entire community is going to die. So what did they fear? They didn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They didn't fear any of His signs. They feared death. They feared for their own lives. That's what happens here. So when they started fearing for their own lives, due to their love of their own life, they said that, oh, Musa alayhi salam make du'a for us to your Rabb. So still they didn't take imam. Right, And it's unfortunate you see here when, when you saw in Surah Baqarah, the Bani Israel say the exact same thing. So they're saying the exact same thing that those who oppressed them, the Copts, used to say. To say to Just like today, the right-wing Zionist Jews of Israel perpetrate the same type of Holocaust on the Palestinians that the Germans did to them. So this is a feature these people have. The exact same thing that the people of Fir'aun said to Musa Udu'u lana rabbaka, you saw exactly the same thing the Bani Israel Jews themselves would lay, would say later on to say to Musa So here, here, the people of Fir'aun are saying that, oh, go and call upon your Rabb, and what? Bima ahida indak. That you should go, go and call upon your Rabb, based on what your Rabb has promised you. Based on the pledge that your rub has given you. In other words, based on the fact that you are a Nabi. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to listen to what you say. Alright? And they said, then they said, that if you remove this plague from us. If you remove the plague from us. Then what do they pretend? They said, Minanna That surely and certainly and undoubtedly we will accept iman laka in you. Here again they didn't say that we'll have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This also is a sign of their fraud. When a person is lying, many times they misspeak and they say some word that reveals themselves. So they say we'll have iman in you, right? And what we will do and we will let, we will send with you, we will let the Bani Israel leave with you, we will send them with you. فَلَمَّا كَشَفْنَا So Allah ta'ala then then did it. So when Allah ta'ala took up and removed the plague from them, Illa ajalin هُمْ بَالِغُوهُ What happened for a term they were to fulfill, what does that mean? Allah removed the plague for them for a particular time period. But in no time after that, they immediately then broke their promise, they reneged on their pledge, and they didn't take iman in Sayyidina Musa they didn't take iman in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. So then what did Allah Subh'anaHu do? فَأَنْتَقَمْنَا minhum intiqam means, and Allah ta'ala says, so then we took vengeance on them. Fa And Allah is saying, then we drowned them. We caused them to drown in the sea. Right, and that is much, much later on in the story. All of you, I think, are familiar with the story of Satan will say psalms, so we'll do the rest of the story when it comes later. But I'll tell fast forwarding here, and saying that we sent our vengeance down upon them and drowned them in the sea. Why? Because they've rejected our signs, they rejected the verses of our revelation, right? And they spurned them, they were neglectful of them. By means of which they used to repudiate our signs and our verses, and they chose to disregard them, they chose to scoff at them, they chose to neglect them. And then Allah subhanahu says, and we caused the people who were weak, who were deemed to be weak, what does that mean? The Bani Israel. And we gave them to inherit the land of the east and the west. Right? This is the favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them. And remember just earlier, remember what Sayyidina Musa Sam told them. That you should have sabr and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give and bequeath the land of this earth to whomsoever he wants. So at this point Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to bequeath it to them. And so they inherited the land of the east and the west. And this is the land that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, says, we put our barakat, we put our tremendous blessings in it. And then the good words and the good sentences and the good statements from your Rabb. Husna, beautiful and noble speech. Right? Beautiful and noble speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tammat was completed and was fulfilled. For who? For the Bani Israel. Allah Bani Israel. By means of their sabr, that they did endure patiently. What does that mean? That they used to endure the punishment and the tyranny of Firaun patiently. For in, this is, Allah Ta'ala is doing this for all those years that they suffered under Firaun. Allah Ta'ala in response to that, in recompense for that, in recompense for their impatient endurance of that, Allah Ta'ala calls them inherit, inherit the lands east and west and put barakah in them. And then, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do with the Firaun? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we destroyed and we annihilated what Firaun and his people had built up, all of their towns and their cities and whatever civilization they managed to make and they built, whatever they made, and whatever they erected and whatever they built. And then we crossed the Bani Israel to cross when they crossed the ocean, right? And that means that we took, we caused them to cross the sea and ocean. It means we took them across the sea and ocean. And then what happened that they discovered the people, فَأَتَوْا Allah قَوْمِ يَأْكُفُونَ أَصْنَامٍ And there they encountered a people who were entirely devoted to idols. Were entirely devoted to idols. So then what did they say? They said to Sakaldu, they said Ya yeah, Musa, they said saying oh, Musa Omusa, Ija Allah lana ilahan kamalahum Allahu Akbar that oh, Musa son, make us a god like the gods they have, that we also want an idol. Can you imagine? After they are saved from Allah subhanahu after that unseen Allah Subhanahu parted the waters of the seas for them, allowed them to cross in front of their eyes, own eyes, drown that Furon who they were terrified of. Drowned Firaun and his armies who they've spent decades or centuries living in terror from. That unseen Allah subhanahu who helped them with what we call his Rabi mother, the nusrat, his unseen help. What is their loyalty to him? That they encounter a community that is worshipping statues and idols, and they turn to Sayyidina Musa al and they say to him, they say to their Prophet, they say to Rasulullah, the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَا مُسَجْ Kamalahum, Let O Musa al oh, make an idol for us, make a God for us, like the type of God that they have, and in them means make an idol for us. So obviously Sayyidina Musa was stunned when he said this. هَا that make a god for us like they have gods, and who make an idol for us. Call Sayyidina Musa said, Indeed, you're a community that is so completely ignorant. You are the height of jahala. You are so foolish. How could you ask for such a thing? As for these here, as for these here, this community, this community that you're looking at and you're impressed with them, these idol worshippers, That indeed this community that you are looking at, what they're involved in is ruin. And everything that they have been doing is batil, is absolutely false, and evil, and null, and void, مَا yatmalun. All of the things that they used to do. You can just imagine how hurt the heart of Sayyidina Mustafa as well as would have been we can never, again, we can never imagine any Sahaba going to Sayyidina Rasulullah and telling him, right, that create an idol for us so that we can also worship like these Mushrikeen of Mecca and Baqa Muqarama worship. So then further, Sayyidina Musa, Kaal Sayyidina said, غَيْرَ اللَّهِ أَبْخِيكُمْ إِلَهَمْ وَهُوَ فَضَّلَكُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ That shall I seek a God for you other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, who has blessed you and favored you over all peoples? That same Allah who has given you this Vizilat over all of the worlds. Instead, you would rather worship a statue? min And then Allah subhanahu is now in third person, but He's addressing the minister and we saved you from the people of Fir'aun. su al And they used to afflict you with a terrible torment. They used to punish you with a terrible punishment. They used to slaughter and kill your male children. when they would let the female children, they would keep your females alive. This is also a slaughter. For a woman to be kept alive when there are no men, so she will never be able to have a husband, she will never be able to realize her role as a mother, this was also a torture. It's a torture to keep women such that they don't have uh, a society of women In which they don't have any menfolk So this was also part of that terrible sual adab, That terrible punishment That and torment That the people of own inflicted On the Ban Israel وَفِي ذَلَكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ And in that indeed بلا, There was a tremendous trial A tremendous trial for you من رَبِّكُمْ From your rub. So it was a balaun. So adim can either refer to balaun, that there was a tremendous trial upon you from your rub, and adim can also refer to uh, adim can only here in this case refer to balaun. Those of you who've studied uh, Nahu, you can see on Rabbi. So there's a kasra on the bad is majrur, and adimun has a dhamma, it's marfu. So adimun can only be sifat of balaun, right? So Fufi dalikum balaun min rabbikum adimun. So indeed that was a terrible, tremendous, tremendous trial from your Rabb. Alright. So we had taken a pledge we had made an appointment with Sayyidina Musa A.S. We had appointed 30 nights for him. And then we completed them with 10 more nights. Thus then did that Allah سبحانه says the term of the Lord was fulfilled in 40 nights total. So this I had mentioned to you before, and I told you this I was coming. So again, this is Surah Al-Araf, Surah number seven, verse number 142, that Allah سبحانه is going to mention this notion of the number 40. So these are the 40 nights in which Allah سبحانه sent His revelation onto Sayyidina Musa lay-Salaam. Right. And what happened here that Allah subhanahu called him up to the mountain of Tur to receive the Torah. And he secluded himself there for 30 days. And according to the reports in the Hadith, he also fasted in those 30 days and 30 nights. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him to spend another 10 nights. So this completed a total of 40 nights. All right. Chizur here. So before he went, Waqalam Musa Sayyidina Mu'sallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, to his brother, Harun. So what did he say to his brother? Haruna khlufni fi qaumee wa aslih wa la tattabi' sabil al That, oh Haruna, I'm leaving you behind. Haruna khlufni, that I'm leaving you behind. I want you to be behind as my substitute. I want you to be my deputy fi me regarding my community. وَأَصْلِحْ And then I want you to keep them on the firm path وَلَا sabil al الْمُشْجِدِينَ And you should not follow the people of Fasad One person should Don't follow the people who create Fasad Don't follow the way of the people who create Fasad This suggests that Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam Because his community had just told him Right? Had just asked him That make an idol for us Instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So he was worried about them that these are people who are extremely astray, their iman is extremely weak, they become impressed at the slightest of things. So when he was going away, despite all of their evil and all of their disloyalty, this Nabi, Sayyidina Musa as-Sam, like all of the Anbiya, remains perpetually and totally worried for his Ummah. So he was worried for his Ummah. So he told then his brother, Sayyidina Harun as that be my deputy amongst my people, and act with integrity and keep them on the straight path. And don't follow, it means he wasn't telling, literally, La'tatabi' is addressed to Sayyidina Harun, but it means that don't let these people follow the way of the corrupt, don't let them follow the Sabil of the Musidi. So when Sayyidina Musa, then came to the appointment with Allah SWT, the appointed time with Allah SWT, means when Sayyidina Musa, went up to Maktour. And what happened over there? Uh, and his Rabb spoke to him and sent wahi on him and revealed the Torah to him. Rabbi So at that moment is when Sayyidina Musa said to Allah subhanahu oh wa that O my Rabb, show yourself to me. right? Show me so that I may see you. So what did Allah subhanahu wa respond to him? قال لن that O Musa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that Musa, you will never ever be able to see me. You will never be able to look at me. But however, go and look at this mountain. فَأَنِ And see whether it remains on its... If it, if it is able to remain on its place, فَصَوْفَ تَرَانِي Then you will be able to see me. And then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent one of his tajalli, and I'll explain this in a bit moment. When the Rabb of Sayyidina Musa sent one to visit Tajalli Jabali towards that mountain, جَأَلَهُ دَكَّ وَخَرَّ مُوسَى سَائِكَ So what happened when one Tajalli, one Tajalli of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reached that mountain? <coughs> one Tajalli of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reached that mountain Crushed that mountain. It rendered that mountain into dust. And Sayyidina Musa, kharra, Musa, fell down. Sa'ika, thunderstruck. He fell down, thunderstruck. Falamma athaka. And then when he recovered himself, when he re- recovered his consciousness, qala he said, Sayyidina Musa, said, Subhanaka, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glory be to you. You are above and beyond. You are above and beyond. Glory be to you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I turned. Well, ireka. I turn to you in Toba. I repent from having this idea that I could ever even see you. I repent from even thinking that I could see a single Tajali of yours. Wa ana wa ana mu'mineen and indeed I am from the first of the believers. In other words, from his community and from his time. And also it's saying Wa ana that I'm the foremost of believers, I don't need to see you. This demonstration exercise that you just sent upon me that you render the entire mountain to dust with just one tajalli of yours that is sufficient to make me awwalul mu'mineen the foremost of believers I have the highest state of iman I have awwal daraja. I have the highest level of iman Now here what happens now this tajalli Tajaliyat, this is a term, so you would have heard the Mashaik mentioned in the Sobhuf, the tajalliat of Allah SWT, this is a Quranic concept. One tajalli of Allah Ta'ala goes onto the mountain and it is rendered to dust. Some people will translate this as Allah SWT sent part, some type of illumination, some type of luminosity, right? Allah SWT, others say that Allah SWT manifested in one Drop of himself he manifested it One tajalli Means one of the manifestations of Allah ta'ala. Which is And some people translate this together That when Allah ta'ala manifested his illumination Onto that mountain Let's see how your translation Translates this So it says when his lord appeared to the mount Actually Allah SWT Did not appear himself to the mountain Now tajalli, tajalliyat Of Allah SWT So these are terms tajalliyat Walidat, Fuyuzat, Anwarat. These are the divine emanations. These are manifestations and emanations from Allah subhanahu ta'ala that He sends down onto this world. So it's not Allah subhanahu ta'ala Himself. It's not Allah subhanahu Himself. So this translation is incorrect when it says, So when His Lord appeared to the mount, Allah subhanahu Himself did not appear Himself to the mountain. But He simply sent one Tajalli onto that mountain. One of his manifestations, it's not himself, but he manifested one of his emanations. This is the, I cannot put it in simple English for you. Allah Ta'ala manifested one of his emanation. In order you could say, Allah Ta'ala ne apne waridat aur anwarat me se ek us Now I think you understood. And that mountain was crushed to dust. So here now I remember when we talk about the adab of the Mashaik and tasawwuf sometimes people wonder kab shaykh ki adab kyukarte. And people lots of especially today, people who have a lot of akal and they can do adab for their degrees and adab of their careers and adab of their Mercedes and they do adab of everything. They can get down on their knees and wax the Mercedes, right? But if somebody does even the slightest adab of a sheikh, they get all upset over that. So the way some of the Ulama have explained this is they say that the kulub of the Oliya Now I'm talking about the real Allah, right? The real senior Allah, that their spiritual hearts are constantly receiving the tajalliyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see what Allah ta'ala says in Qur'an, Fadkuruni أَذْكُرُكُمْ That remember me and I will remember you. So should we not do adab of that person in whose breast lies a spiritual heart that is, perpetually receiving, constantly receiving the tajalliyat of Allah s.w.t. The like of which a single Tajalli could not be handled by the mountain. Now this is also another thing that Sayyidina Musa eyes could not handle. A single Tajalli of Allah s.w.t. So he fell down, thunderstruck, but his kalb could handle the tajalliyat of Allah s.w.t. And that is why he became Kalimullah so this is also something Allah subhanahu was showing the Anbiya, and that's why I've highlighted to you before, and you will see elsewhere, in fact you will see everywhere in Qur'an, that Allah subhanahu when He mentions where He sends His wahi, that He sends His wahi on the qalb, on the spiritual heart of the Anbiya. Why? Because sending wahi is one of the greatest Jaliyat and wadadat and fiyuzat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the only attribute or aspect of a human being that can be zarf for that is their qalb. So a person's eyes cannot see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person's eyes cannot even glimpse a single tajalli of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world. However, the qalb of a mu'min, the qalb of the siddiqeen and awliya, and especially the qloob of the anbiya, that can absorb all of the tajalliyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright. So, what did Allah ta'ala then say? So, we are here now back in Qur'an al We are here. We have reached verse number 144. Right? Yes, 144. Allah SWT said, Ya Musa inn nasi that, oh, indeed, Sayyidina Musa, we have chosen you and selected you. We have chosen you and selected you over all the people of your time. Birisalati. And that, how and what sense have we chosen and selected you That we have bestowed upon you Allah Ta'ala saying That we have bestowed upon you my mission, my message We are going to make you my Rasul And we are going to make you kalimullah. We are going to make you Rasulullah We are going to make you kalimullah. You thought that you would be specialed out You would have some special um, feature If you could see Allah Allah Ta'ala is saying we have chosen you but it's, don't think that, you know, you were chosen, being chosen means that you will see me in this world. We have chosen you in the sense that we are going to make you our Rasul. We have chosen you for prophethood and prophecy. And that we are going to send Kalam Wahi, where? On your kalb. We are going to send Wahi on your qalb. So take that, take and accept. That which I have... That Allah subhanahu is saying is that which I have given you. And be amongst the shakirin. Be amongst those who are grateful and thankful and appreciative to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says... And then we inscribe all of the things for him in the law, in the tablets... All types of counsel, all types of the counsel and advice and admonishment. and the exposition and explanation of each and every matter that he would need. Fa khuzha And you should grab onto this with strength. And this is how each and every one of us should feel about Qur'an al-Kareem. Fa khuzha That we should grab it and we should take it with strength. We should have a firm relationship with uh with quran al-kareem so sallallahu alayhi wa uh, sallam, that you should hold it firmly be firm to it be steadfast on it and uh wa'mur and command kumaka your community ya bi ahsaniha that they should also adhere to it and be firm on it and adhere to all of the best and noble and all the things of nobility and virtue and husn inside of it so, dar al الْفَلْسِكِينَ Now, Sayyidim, uh, Allah SWT says to the Muslim, that I will show you the house of the sinners. What does this mean? That this meant that there was a community, we did this before, Baytul muqaddas al muqaddas That there was a sacred land that Allah SWT is going to guide. Remember in Surah Baqarah, the Bani Israel too, and that was a community in which they were first supposed to do jihad against the transgressors inside. So those transgressors that were inside those sacred lands, those are the fasilis. Dar al means their ram and abode means Palestine. So here Allah SWT is saying, and soon I'm going to show you. I'm going to guide you to that place. Alright? So that story has come earlier. We did that for you earlier. Alright. <sighs> وَإِنْ يَرَوْ سَبِيلَ الْرُشْدِ لَا Sabila سَبِيلًا وَإِنْ سَبِيلَ Bi سَبِيلًا ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا وَكَانُوا غَافِلِينَ Here's Panta saying is that I will deflect from my signs, right? So ياتي, I will turn a person's heart's awareness and appreciation away from my signs who who are those people those people who are haughty and arrogant and walk with conceit and pride on this earth entire unjustly unjustly overbearing and arrogant on earth and when any one of them when they see even if uh, sorry were even they to see every sign from Allah subhanahu every sign still la still they would not believe in them and if they were to see the path of right guidance still la they would not adopt it sabila as their way and as their path and if they were to see Sabila al-Ghayyeh, however, whenever, and were they ever to see the path of error and rebellion, and decrepitude, they would take to it. They would take to it. They will adopt it, Sabila, as their path and way. This is because bi ayatun بِآيَاتِنَ They've repudiated and falsified and rejected our signs. and أَنْهُمْ أَنْهَا غَافِلِينَ And they've chosen to be neglectful of them, unaware of them, heedless of them. وَالَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا who falsify and deny our signs and our verses of revelations and they also deny their meeting in the hereafter أعمالهم, that all of their actions will be null and void will come to naught that will they be rewarded or recompensed or will they be rewarded and recompensed for any single thing other than what they have been doing all right here now, let me pause. I'm pausing here on verse number 147. All right? Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ once informed the Sahaba about certain things about, this is a hadith in Sahih Muslim, certain things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not sleep, nor does it befit him to sleep or slumber. So we did this in Surah Baqarah, Al-Hayyul Qayyoon, la sinatu wa la non. Second, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his hands lies the decree of the deeds and the scales. Out of his mercy, he may make somebody's oh, a'mal weigh more heavily on the scales. Third, the key thing that we wanted to mention here to you is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one, way, the one reason we're not able to see him is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is veiled with some anwar. So these are anwar and tajalliyat. These are sometimes also called the zil of his asma and sifat. So his asma and sifat represent different anwarat and tajalliyat. And they have a veil or they surround. Basically you can say that his zat is encloaked and enshrouded in his sifat. And his sifat have emanations of anwarat and tajalliyat. And if Allah wa ta'ala were to lift that veil, Sayyidina Rasulullah said, the brilliance of His zat, of His essence, His essential being, would incinerate everything that, everything and all of creation. Everything and all of creation. Right? So this is the majestic and incredible nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is why we're not able to view Him or see Him in this earth. It also shows you the incredible nature of Jannah, that Jannah is a place where a person will be able to gaze upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Bani al-Fissani, Imam ta'ala, Shaykh Ahmed Sahindi, mentioned in that the darajat in Jannah will determine the darajat of the ru'ya and the extent to which a person will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people in lower levels of Jannah for them, seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means that they will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enshrouded in the anwarat and tajalliyat of his asmal, husna and sifat. And those who are in genital for those, they will even be able to see Allah subhanahu wa zat unveiled and unenshrouded and uncloaked by his sifat and the anwarat and tajalliyat of those sifat. Alright. Here, this is some high-level stuff for you today. Right? Okay. But you have to think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an incredible being And he has made Jannah an incredible place And he has placed therein incredible delights and incredible bounties and blessings The most incredible two of which are Ru'ya Ta'ala and Ridwanullah In other words gazing upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And being the recipient and drowning and knowing for all of eternity That one is the recipient of the Ridwan of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Alright let's return now verses 148 onwards Okay مُوسَىٰ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ مِنْ Now here what happens is meanwhile, while Sayyidina Musa Issam is over there, what happens at the community of Musa Issam after he leaves in his absence? What did they do? They made a statue for themselves. إِجْلًا and لَهُ خُوَارًا And what did they do? They made a statue of a calf and they made this from their jewelry. They made this from their jewelry, from their gold pieces, and they made a statue, a calf statue, that was such a statue, uh, that, uh, it used to make sounds, or it, uh, it used to make sounds from its torso. It used to make sounds from its torso. So maybe it means, maybe they put some hole in it, maybe when you stroked it, it used to make some sound. They must have designed that statue in some way like a person designs a flute or recorder or one of those musical instruments. All right. Alam Annahu La Yukalimuhum that did they not see and reflect that it could not speak to them? Right, whereas where Sayyidina Mulsa was busy becoming Kalimullah, here they were making the statue an idol of a calf, did they not realize that it could not speak to them? Walla Yahdihim sabila. nor could this statue of a calf guide them to the straight path. Itta wa kanu but nonetheless they chose to take it as their god, and thus they became wrongdoers and oppressors and amongst the severely unjust. Alright, walamma sukhtafi adhim, wara'u anhum kadhulu, and then uh, Allah sponsor mentions that when they regretted, when they regretted and realized that they were astray. When they when this fell from their hands, literally suketafaid fi him, when it fell from their hands. But what it means here is generally it's a kenaya, it means that when they regretted and when they repented, and they saw that they had gone astray in front of their very eyes, they accepted and realized that they had gone astray. So what did they say? So they said, all of them said, la in lam yalhamna wa lana. That if indeed our Rabb does not send his Rahman mercy on us, if he doesn't send his Maghfah and forgiveness upon us, then surely, certainly we will be amongst the losers. So this is a good dua they made. Remember the dua of Sayyidina Adam, right? So they made the same type of dua. And again, we should also make the same type of dua, whenever, the exact same dua, in fact, whenever we fall into sin. And then when we have a realization, when we come out of that sin. كذلوا, just like that, when they indeed noticed and realized that indeed they had gone astray. So when we realize that, we should make the same dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? We should make the same du'a to Allah subhanahu wa So here the words of the du'a aren't there, but the description of the du'a is there. The words of the du'a we did for you a few days ago, you can use the words of Sayyidina Alam alayhi salam Rabbana right. ذَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِلَّمْ تَكْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَ النَّامَ الْخَاسْرِينَ وَلَمَّا Raja Musa إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ So when Sayyidina Musa son, returned to his community So what happened? He returned to them in a state, he was angry with them. He returned to them, and he returned to them in a state of anger. asifa. Asifan means he also returned in a state of sorrow and grief. So he returned to them angry at what they do and grieving over what they did and what is going to befall them. Qala bi'sama ni mim ba'di The terrible indeed is it what you have done behind my back in my absence. Terrible it is indeed what you have done behind my back and in my absence. All right. Aajiltum Amara Rabekum Waalkal al Waalqal Alwaha Wa akadabera se achi. Alright. So, Sayyidina Musa said to them, this terrible thing you did in my accents, how did you act in haste? How did you act so hastily against the commandment of Allah Subhanahu? Are you in a hurry? How did you act in such a hurry? And then what did he do? He tossed down, he tossed down those alwah, which means those tablets upon which he had received revelation. Wa alqal alwaha. And this is an expression of consternation, right? And then what he do? he grabbed his brother. Literally, Ras means he grabbed him by the head. Right? Many times people also translate that he grabbed him by the hair. ilehi, And he pulled Sayyidina Harun alayhi islam, he drew him to himself. So Harun islam got scared. Why did he get scared? Because remember elsewhere, if you know the story, this is that same Musa islam who can knock you out dead with one punch. Remember? That he saw that kipti, right? And the kipti was being mean to one of the Bani Israel. and he was fighting and physically aggressive towards one of the Bani Israel. So Sayyidina Musa came, wanted to come to the defense of the Bani Israel, defense of the innocent. And in order to separate and protect the Bani Israel and to separate that kipti from him, he, he hit, he struck that bani, that kipti with one punch. But remember then he died. And then Sayyidina So So Sayyid who knows all of this? He knows my brother has knockout power and here my brother just grabbed my head and is drawing me to him. So what does he say? He says, قال that Oh, 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 san Oh, I am the son. I am the son of your mother. Hmm? I am the same son of the same mother. Right? So he addressed him that, oh, son of my mother. Oh, son of my mother. Right? إِنَّ That indeed this community, this community, what did they do? إِنَّ الْقَوْمَ they just belittled me. They viewed me to be diminutive. They slim lined me. Literally it means they viewed me to be weak, but it means they just, they discredited me. They didn't pay me any attention whatsoever. وَقَادُوا And in fact, matters had come so far that they nearly killed me. They were about to even kill me. Falatushmit fil So then, uh, so don't let these enemies, don't let these transgressors rejoice over my misfortune, that they're all watching, that you're blaming me for this. I tried my level best when you were gone to prevent them from doing so. So they're the enemies. And don't let, فَلَا تُشْمِنْ بِيَ Do not let these enemies and transgressors laugh at me and rejoice at what you're about to do to me. Rejoice that you are upset with me. And, وَلَا تَجْعَلْنِي al الظَّالِمِينَ And don't count me and include me Amongst the community of transgressors, don't put me with these unjust people. I'm not with them, I was with you. <laughs> so then Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu realized and he made dua to Allah ta'ala <laughs> that, oh my Rab, forgive me and forgive my brother. Forgive me and forgive my brother. Right? In other words, it's somehow we have failed. He's attributing, this is the, again the rahmah of a Nabi, attributing the failing of his, failure of his community as if it's his own failure. So forgive me and my brother, وَأَدْخِلْنَا فِي رَحْمَتِكَ And let us enter into your mercy, وَأَنْتَىٰ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ And indeed you are the most merciful of the merciful ones. So this one, we, Nabi Karim ﷺ also had the sunnah, and we conclude, "Dua وَأَنْتَىٰ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are the most merciful of the merciful ones. Alright. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Takhadul Ijla. سَيَنَا لُهُمْ غَضَبٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَذِلَّةٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا So what happened? That indeed those who have taken this calf as a god, as a being worthy worship, they will be seized by the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala's fury will overcome them and they will be disgraced and abased and humiliated in the life of this world wa kadhalika such allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and thus do we recompense and thus do we mete out our recompense to those people who are, who fabricate and invent things in deen and fabricate things against allah subhanahu Wa amilus and those who committed these evil deeds and sins, Tabu, However, after that thummatabu mimbatde mim mimbatde ha. But uh, however, they made toba after that wa amanu, and they accepted imanul Allah Inna wa mim inna rabka la ghafurul rahim. That indeed, that your Rab is after such things, and after that toba, la ghafurul rahim is all forgiving and all merciful. So here again. This is why, this is a very important ayah, Surah Al-Araf, verse number 153. This is why our Mashaikh. one reason why the Mashaikh of the Sawuf, when somebody makes Toba, they say that they should once again pledge their Ima. You see, when it says, ثُمَّ Tabu, so after they did this, so what happened, number one? This is Allah a group of people, that number one, Amil they do sins. Number two, ثُمَّ Tabu, and after that they make Toba. So obviously, in order to make tawbah, you must believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? You're not going to make tawbah if you're an atheist. So they believe in Allah, thus they make tawbah, min after they did sins. Wa'amanu, and then after that, they also renew their iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why our Mashaykh, when they teach people to make tawbah, they tell them to recite the kalimat of iman again, and then recite some kalimat of istighfar, seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with the niyat of tawbah. And Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu said in a Hadith as well. Did they do that you should continually renew your Iman? And why is that? So now we feel that even though we are sinners, if we make Toba and renew our Iman, then we have the Quranic guarantee in la Rahim that Allah Taala us after such a Toba and Iman. Indeed, Allah Taala is surely all forgiving and all merciful. Alright. an <laughs> That when the anger cooled... Literally it means when it was silenced. So when the anger quelled. When Sayyidina Musa's wrath and anger quelled down. And this is the process by which it quelled down by the way. He turned in dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a sign for us that whenever we get angry... And we want the anger... A good word for this would be abated. Walamma Sakata an Musal hadaba When the anger of Sayyidina Musa Hisra, abated completely. Means ended completely. Right? So then he must have bent down and he took, he picked back up those tablets on which the revelation was written. And on those tablets and in those manuscripts or in those writings, and those nuskh, nuskhas, there is a guidance from Allah subhanahu wa taala and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa taala. For who For those people indeed who are who seek. Uh, Those who were in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yarhaboon, who were people who were in awe and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will receive guidance from that. All right. We're going to pause here. Inshallah, we're going to take just a five-minute break. And then we'll resume. So it's nothing. You stream. Day 19. Mm-hmm. Seeds, like, is, I do Okay, Bismala Rahman Rahim. So we are now on verse number one fifty five. Surat al Araf again, Surah Number Seven, Verse number one (laughs) fifty five. Whuhtara Musa Ala Bilami Shaitan Rajimi Bismana rahman Rahim. Wuktara Musa Komuhusa Baeena Rajulanli me katina. Here actually what happened was that after this whole incident and then uh, Sayyidina you know, to Maybe let me just tell you the complete incident. So when Sayyidina Mulsayisam comes here... And... Uh, sees that his community is worshipping this calf... you did part of this before in Surah Al-Baqarah as well. So when Sayyidina Mulsayisam decided... That there was a person by the name of Samari... And Samari had led the people to worship this calf... And so Samari and those who had followed him... ...were severely punished, right? In fact... Uh, and then the rest of the people, when they made tawbah... ...so that if they made tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... ...and then they kept proper iman... ...then we ended on this... ...then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is indeed... ...Allah ghafoorul Rahim is indeed all-forgiving... ...and all-premissible, all forgiving and all permissible. alright Then when Sayyidina the anger abated... ...he picked up the alwah, right... Uh, and in the scripts of those alwah, in the scripts of those tablets was a guidance and a mercy for those who had fear and awe for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All right. Now what happened was is that the Mane Israel, now that Satan Muslim come back with them, with these alwah, he picked them up, means he began to guide them and teach them and say, okay, in these 40 days I received this revelation, and that revelation is inscribed on these scripts of these tablets, and they refused they said that we are not going to practice what you have said you have received in these alawah that you have, Allah has proved Allah. We won't practice that until we see Allah Subhanahu reveal it ourselves. So the Sayyidina says, then decides that okay he chose seventy of them as a representative sample. Right? So this also means and again we're not really overly into Quranic numerology, but certainly the Anbiya were people of wisdom. And so that means that the number 70 suggests a large number, a large plurality, right? The number 70 suggests a representative sample that is sufficient enough to come back and establish a hujah or a proof on people. we took 70 of them back with him to the Mount tour, And there at that mountain, Allah spoke to him and spoke to all 70 of them. Still, they were not completely satisfied and they told Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu that we're not certain who it is that is speaking and will only believe that it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ourselves and at that, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused an earthquake to strike them and they all passed away. Now Sayyidina Muhammad was worried that now if I go back to the Bani Israel and the purpose was that I was supposed to come back with 70 of their major key people who would attest and certify with certainty that indeed, right, that indeed... The revelation was revealed. Now I will come back and they will all be dead. So the money Israel will accuse me of having killed 70 of their people. And in fact, they will get evil thoughts and think that I killed those 70 because I couldn't prove it to them. So this is that incident that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning here in Qur'an al So from verse 155 onwards, right? So indeed, Sayyidina Musa Salam selected 70 people, 70 men from his community... And he took them to the appointment with Allah SWT To meet Allah up to, to the appointed place where Allah SWT would send his revelation Then like I mentioned too That this whole series happened And then they disbelieved And then Then when the earthquake overwhelmed them And the earthquake overtook them Or the earthquake struck them that oh, Allah Spahn if you had wished, you could certainly have destroyed them earlier, and indeed you could have wa and even me you could have destroyed earlier. Even me you could have destroyed earlier. And then he said that oh, Allah Spahta Allah atu umina that are you're going to destroy us. Due to what, what the fools and the foolish and the ignorant and imbeciles among us have done. So then he, then, then, he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, oh Allah, inna hiya illa fitnatuka. That indeed this is nothing other than a fitna sent from you means Allah subhanahu this is nothing other than a trial that has been sent from you. You will disgrace and misguide and let go astray whomsoever you will by means of this fitna. And you will guide whomsoever you wish by means of this fitna. O Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Anta Waliyuna, that O Allah, You are our Wali, You are our protector, our benefactor, our patron. Faghfir lana wa alhamna, Anta Khairul Qafirin, that O Allah, to send Your mercy, forgive us, and send Your mercy upon us. Indeed, Allah, to You are the best of those who are forgiving. So here, Waqtub lana fi hadeh dunya hasanato wa fil aakhirah, that O Allah, and, and prescribe for us and ordain for us good in this world. And in the hereafter, Inna hudna ilayka, And indeed we have turned in guidance and seeking guidance to you. Alright, so here what you find is that Sayyidina Mawasallahu made a long dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After the earthquake afflicted the 70, who is he worried about? He's worried about the rest of the community. When he saw the earthquake, he was worried and he knows the stories, right? Of these four previous communities that we discussed Sayyidina Hud Sayyidina Salih Sayyidina Shayyid l Sayyidina Lut He's worried that, look, he knows. Allah Ta'ala has revealed to him that in the past as well, when nations and communities didn't believe in their Prophet, Allah Ta'ala sent punishment on those entire nations. So Sayyidina Mullah was worried that what if an earthquake afflicts or maybe even has already afflicted the people I left behind. It was these 70 who refused to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who refused to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sending that revelation. It was these 70 that were stubborn. Otherwise, the rest of the community, they're innocent. They're not the ones. So he made this long dua. It also teaches us a lot about the adab of dua. Right? Number one, he acknowledges the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you wished you could have destroyed them, you could have destroyed even me. You could destroy wa'iyya, you could have destroyed me too. So that is in a person du'a should present themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I'm a sinner Allah Ta'ala, it would have been well within your right to strike me down with a thunderbolt from the sky. If I sin with my eyes, Ya Allah, would have been well within your right to make me go blind at this very instant. If I sin with my tongue, if I lied or hurt somebody, Allah Ta'ala, would have been well within your right and completely within your power and capability and ability if you were to strike my tongue and make me mute and dumb. So Allah Ta'ala, you have all might and all power and all justification in striking me down. This is the first thing he mentioned as du'a. Second, however, then he made sure, he, well, he not made sure, but he wanted to make sure that a few rotten apples would not spoil the batch. So the sofaha, those who were so foolish that they even came to Mount Dur and heard your kalam, and yes, they have been destroyed, but don't destroy all of us. So here then what the Misharik mentioned, that a person can mention their own self, you can put it there, your own states of foolishness, that Ya Rab surely you will not let those lapses My lapses of taqwa when I was so foolish and ignorant that I allowed myself to do sin, surely you won't let that wipe away all my chances of earning your mercy. You won't let that wipe away all of my good deeds. You won't let that wipe away any chance I have at toba. So the moments in which I acted as if I was among the safaha, as if I was amongst the foolish and the imbeciles, Next in a person who has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this nafs that you have put upon me is just a fitna. And Allah ta'ala, although I have succumbed to it, Allah ta'ala, it's certainly you can make people misled by this nafs. But you can also make still you may despite the person despite our having enough, you may guide whomsoever you will. So Allah Spawn, wa I want you to become you are indeed my wali, and I want you to guide me, and I want you to prescribe your guidance for me, and you should forgive us so then a person can recite the same du'a in the way In thinking the way that I just mentioned. Alright? Okay. So then Allah SPA in Quran Kareem, then he responds, and what does he say? This right. Subhanahu said Allah Karim, Allah usibu bihi man That know indeed that my punishment It will reach whomsoever I wish Wa rahmati wasi'at kulla şey. However, my mercy is more wide and has a wider expanse in every single thing. And what this means is also that Allah is saying is that my mercy extends to every single thing. So what does it mean? My punishment and wrath will be inflicted on select people. Select people whom Allah Ta'ala wills. Whereas my mercy extends to every single thing, will encompass every single thing. فَسَأَكْتُبُهَا <laughs> لِلَّذِينَ and Allah Ta'ala says, Indeed I have ordained my mercy and prescribed my mercy for all of those who are people of taqwa, who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and who offer their zakah, ayatina And those who believe in our signs and in our revelations, ayatina, بِآيَاتِنَا يُؤْمِنُونَ That they are believers in the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and revelation. These are the people who are going to get the Mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this suggests that number one, that a person must have Iman. So Alright, next ayah is verse number 157 onwards. Here Allah subhanahu says, <laughs> That indeed those people who follow the unlettered prophet and messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Those who follow the unlettered prophet and messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَجِدُونَهُمْ فِي وَالْإِنْجِيلِ Mention of whom they will find that is written down already with them in the Torah and the Injil that they have. يَأْمَرُهُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ أم الْمُنْكَرِ That they command that, that that Nabi and that Rasul, means Sayyidina Rasulullah he commands them to do that which is noble and good, and he prevents them and saves them from doing that which is rejected and repudiated and which is evil. وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ التَّيِّبَاتِ And he has made permissible for them pure and noble things. وَيُحَرِّمُوا عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِثِ And he has made impermissible for them and declared prohibited and lawful for them. Impure and foul things. وَيَذَعُوا عَنْهُمْ إِسْرَهُمْ وَيَذَعُوا عَنْهُمْ إِسْرَهُمْ And that he has removed from them their, bur- their burden. وَالْأَغْلَالَ الَّتِي كَانَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ and the shackles and chains that were binding them, and all of those who have the iman in such a nabi in Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. in such an iman in an Those who honor the karim sallallahu Alaihi wa And those who will help him Who believe in him and honor him and help him And follow the light, the nur that was sent down with him That means Qur'an al-Karim That indeed these are the people ulaikahum al-muflahoon These are the ones who will attain felicity and success And will rejoice And these will be the ones who indeed succeed Okay Here in Ayah 157 The Mufassirin have mentioned many many things Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has responded to this du'a of Sayyidina Musa Okay number one. It is describing those people upon whom Allah Ta'ala's mercy will be showered. Who is it that is going to get that wide expanse of mercy? Alladheena <laughs> yattabi'una al So who is it that is going to get that mercy of Allah Ta'ala? Those who believe and follow in Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam. Again I mentioned to you that in Surah Al-Araf and in these surahs you're going to get lots of mention of the concept of risalah. Clear indication that mere iman Or iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone Is not sufficient But a person must believe And now you have follow Now we have follow Right That they are yattabi'una Yattabi'una That they are those people So it's a continuation of the previous ayah That Allah ta'ala says I've mandated and prescribed that wasi rahma That wide mercy I have For the people of taqwa For the people who give zakat for the people who believe in the verses of Revelation, for the people who follow Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ. So ittibai sunnah. The the requirement of ittibai sunnah is established by this ayah. And this is what many times in many of our talks we mention, that the sunnah is not quote-unquote sunnah. In other words, following the Prophet ﷺ is not optional. If we want the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this ayah again, this is Surah Al-Araf, verses number 156 and 157, is clearly establishing that we must follow the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu if we wish that the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should overwhelm us. And whatever He, يأمرهم, what He commands, and what yanhaahum, and what He prohibits, but this is something in addition to. So we must follow all of the commandments and injunctions and teachings that are in hadith, and we must stay away from all the things that are prohibited in hadith. We cannot ask this question that where does it say in Quran that is prohibited? Here is here is where it says it's in Quran that's prohibited. This is the answer to that question when people ask you. When you tell them about something that is commanded in Hadith, they say, where is it commanded in Qur'an? You should show them Surah Al-Arab, verse 157, bil بِالْمَأْرُوفِ That Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ, will command you. And you have to do what? يَتَّبِعُونَ You must follow His commands. And if they, if you tell them that in the Hadith such and such thing has been prohibited, and they say, well, where in the Qur'an does it say it's prohibited? So you should show them this ayah, hum That Nabi Karim s.a.w. has prohibited you from it. And the Qur'an is saying, يَتَّبِعُونَ You must follow His commands and His prohibitions. If somebody says that, how do I know you're saying this Hadith says it's halal? So show them this ayah, وَيُهِلُّ لَهُمُ التَّيِّبَاتِ That Nabi Karim s.a.w. makes halal for you. And if something comes in a date that something is haram, and the person says, show me in Qur'an, you should show them this part of the ayah, وَيُحَرْرِمُ عَلَيْهِمْ That Nabi Karim says, so makes haram for you, things that are impure. So this is very important, we must understand. And unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of other people who do Darse Qur'an, Dora Qur'an, or they study Qur'an, they think that Qur'an equals Deen. No. Quran and Nabiyyat Sallam. Quran and everything the Quran contains and everything the Quran points to, everything the Quran enjoins on us is Deen. So we cannot understand Deen from Quran alone. And nobody taking this course or ever listening to this course should ever think such a thing. All right. And indeed, now what is the and then and then then what is the response to saying those who فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ Those who have iman in Sayyidina Rasulullah s.a.w. وَأَذَّرُوهُ And honor Sayyidina Rasulullah s.a.w. وَنَصَرُوهُ And help his mission. وَاتَّبَعُوا النُورَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ And they also follow that Qur'an that was sent with him. So above, يَتَّبِعُونَ Rasul, And at the end it concludes that they follow the Qur'an that was revealed with him as well. Muflihun. Such people are the ones who are indeed... Successful, who have hope, will attain joy and felicity and success. Right, so this is a very, very important ayah in al kareem Surah Al-Araf, verses 156 and 157. These two ayat make it clear to a person that if they want the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if they want that the mercy of Allah Taala should be prescribed for them. They must follow each and every commandment and injunction from the sunnah, from the hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ. And they must stay away from any prohibition. They must view as halal what the hadith says is halal. They must view as haram what the hadith says is haram. Because the Qur'an is telling them to do that. Allah ta'ala is telling them to do that. And this notion of az, uh, azaru, azaruhu, that they should honor and love, that means they should love him. They should take his name ﷺ with respect Right? And honoring means that whatever he told them to do and not to do, they do it with a happy heart. They do it happily. They do it with joy. Right? That is another way that we honor someone, that we're happy with what they dictate for us. So we should be happy with what he has commended for us from the Maruf. We're happy staying away from what he's prohibited for us. We're happy viewing as lawful what he has made permissible for us. We are completely happy. Absolutely happy. The viewing as prohibited and forbidden. Prohibited and forbidden. What he has made prohibited and forbidden to us. All right. Verse 158. The Nabi Akrim says, Kul, Say to them, my beloved messenger, Ya Nasu, that O oh, all of humanity, Inni Rasulullahi alaykum Jami'ah that indeed I am the messenger of Allah bounty to you, alaykum to you, each and every one of you, jami'a in entirety. Alladhi lahu mulku wal ard that Allah, the messenger of which Allah, the messenger of Allah, who is that being that exclusively belongs to Him, the dominion and sovereignty of all of the realms above and of this earth. La ilaha illahu that there is no other being worthy of worship, no deity, no divinity except for Him, Allah yuhye where you meet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes life to come to being where you meet when he causes death to occur fa aminu billahi Rasulih, and believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa and equally believe in rasulihin nabiyyil Ummi ladhi yu'minu billahi and believe in that Allah Ta'ala's messenger the nabiyil Ummihi, the prophet who was unlettered who was never taught by anyone and was only taught by that one Allah <laughs> that Nabi who believes in Allah subhanahu and in the kalimat of Allah the verses and revelation of Allah subhanahu wa and you must do ittiba and follow that nabi. Allah so that you may become people who truly have followed guidance. So I we then say 156 to one fifty-six to one fifty-eight. 156 to 158, understand Qur'an alone, Qur'an only deen is not Islam, it's not even Qur'an, Qur'an in Qur'an, Allah rahman is saying if you want the infinite rahmah of al-Rahman, you will have to follow each and everything in the hadith and sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alright, now here from Ayahs 159 onwards, Allah is going to go back to discussion of Sayyidina Musa A.S. Discussion of Sayyidina Musa A.S. <laughs> that from amongst the community of Musa A.S., there is an Ummah. So here you get a sense that Ummah is a subset of Qaum. Right? Before perhaps we may have thought that Ummah was a larger set. Ummah is a subset of Qa'um. So from amongst Qa'um, you can say from amongst the entire people of Musa, alayhi salam, is a Qa'um, is a community from amongst them. Yahduna bil that they guide by the truth, wa yahduna they guide by the truth, wa bihi ya'dilun, and by means of that huck and that truth they do justice thereby, they do justice and fairness thereby. Bakata Bakata na Bakata Na Hum Na Asbatan Umama that indeed we have split up and divided we have split and divided them, that community that does do justice into twelve tribes. Into twelve tribes. وَأَوْهَيْنَا إِلَىٰ <مُوسى> And we reveal to Sayyidina Musa A.S. When all of his people requested a place to drink, requested something to drink. أَسَاكَ Hajar <الْحَجَر> That he should take his staff and strike the boulder, the large rock with it. فَأَمْ مِنْ And then what happened is that gushed forth from that rock and that boulder, twelve springs from it. And each and every single person, each and every tribe brother, each and every segment of that community, each and every group of people, each and everyone knew their place to drink, their place to drink and water. And then we put the shade of clouds over them. And then, all of this we've done already in Surah Baqarah. And we sent down upon the and Eat from those pure things that we have sent down as sustenance and provisions for you. And indeed, that they did not do any harm and injustice and oppression to us, but they only hurt and oppressed Their own selves. In other words, when they did all of those things that you read about in Surah Baqarah. So when it was told to them that reside in this town, settle in this town, and eat as much as you wish from it, however and wherever you wish to eat from it. And when it was told to them that you should speak humbly, when I mean, you should speak humbly and you should say to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Hitta! and we did this for you, that oh Allah forgive us for our sins. and you should enter the gates of this city and the settlement in a st- such a state that you are in Sajda. Akhati- that Allah wa Taala indeed will forgive for you all of your sins. Sanazeedul and indeed Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that we have increased the ranks of those. Who do good and we will increase to those who are people of virtue. But, فَبَدَّلَ الَّذِينَ ذَلَمُوا مِنْهُمْ But indeed, those who were wrongdoers and unjust and oppressors from amongst them, they changed, They changed the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They changed the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that which was told to them, to something that was other than what was told to them. عليهم, ف- عَلَيْهِمْ رِجزًا من السماء بما كانوا يظلمون. And Allah subhanahu wa taala sends them. He sent down a punishment upon them from the skies for their for all of their بما كانوا يظلمون because they were perpetually doing injustice. Ridzun can mean a punishment, can also mean a pestilence, can mean a disease. Was أَنِ Anil الَّتِي Kanat الْبَحْرِ that O oh, Nabi Akane Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked them about the town by the sea. Asked them about the seaside, the seashore, the, the shoreside town. When they it means they uh the people of the Id Ya فِي السَّبْتِ when they created transgression in the Sabbath, it tati him hita nuhum Wa yawma La Yasbitun that when they when they, this, is, this is something again we've done before, when they transgressed against the Sabbath, they broke the Sabbath, they omitted the Sabbath, when their fish would come up to them and be visible to them with their heads up on the Sabbath La Tatiim Katalika. Bima kanu so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that it was that we tried them because they used, to. they did not come on a day that they did not rest. So it was that we tried them because they used to disobey. They used to disobey in the commandments. So they used to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commandments. Bima kanu we sent our trial and test and tribulation on them because of all of their fisk, all of their sins and all their disobedience. With qalat ummatum minhum. But when a community from amongst that people said, لَمَا تَإِذُونَ That when they said that, why do you counsel people? They told Sayyidina the Musa, said, why do you advise the people? Why do you counsel such a people? Such a community that Allah is going to destroy or punish them, destroy them, أَوْ مُعَذِبُهُمْ or punish them, أَذَابًا شَدِيدًا A severe punishment. قَالُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ They said, hmm? إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ They said, as an excuse to your Lord. As an excuse to your Lord, يَتَّكُونَ And in the hope that perhaps they may become people of taqwa. So they may become people of taqwa, it means they may abstain from sin. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا به. But when they forgot, each and every single thing, when they forgot... Each and every single thing that had been revealed to them about which they had been warned, which they had been warned and admonished Anjainaladina Yanhona Anasui, the Naspant says we saved those who Yanhona <inaudible> who used to forbid the evil. And <inaudible> that we grabbed and we seized those who are wrong and unjust and continue to do wrong, بِأَذَابٍ بَئِيسٍ بِمَا كَانُوا يَفْسُكُونَ That we seize them with a terrible, inflicting, horrible punishment, right? because of all of that which they used to do, because of their fisk, because of their disobedience, because they head straight. فلما أما نهو أنهو كلنا لهم We've done this before that when they insolently and they were insolent and they dis they opposed, they were insolent and they opposed that which Allah Taala had prohibited to them. Means they insolently, stubbornly, still did what was prohibited to them. Allah Taala says that we said to them that be like apes, be humiliated. Be like apes, halseen, humiliated, degraded, outcast, downtrodden apes and monkeys. With Adhan zanadabuka then Allah uh, almalasmat uh, Then your Rub declared. He caused a proclamation, adhan. Then your Rabb proclaimed, la <laughs> yaba la yaba athanna alehim ila yom al qiyamati mai yasu muhum su al adab. And Sponsor says that He caused a proclamation to be made vowing, vowing to send against them on the Day of Judgment, vowing to raise against them until the Day of Judgment such a people who would inflict them with severe punishment. القيامة, until the day of judgment, layab athana that their Rab will surely and definitely send upon them man such a people Yusumuhum su al adab who will afflict them with the most terrible and horrible of punishments. Indeed, know that your Rabb is swift at reckoning, swift to call to account. And at the same time, Allah Taala tells all and yet Allah Taala is also all forgiving and all merciful. So here we have the first thing that we mentioned here: that the bani Israel they were told not to fish on the day of the Sabbath, and Allah Taala tested them by causing the fish to appear on the surface, meaning in such abundance on Saturday that they were visible from the surface. And other days they weren't so abundant. So the Jews couldn't resist. They couldn't resist that if we don't fast on Saturdays, we're missing out on such a large catch. So you know they made this gila that they actually put their nets in on Fridays and they left the nets in the water throughout Saturday. And then the fish would swim into those nets and they would be caught in those nets and they would take out those nets at when Saturday ended. Right? Okay. The Bani Israel then were in terms of... uh Three groups. The first group were those who did this type of fishing. The second one were those who stayed away from it but didn't stop others. And the third group were those who stayed away and also stopped the other people. So that group who stayed away from it but didn't stop the others, they told the second group who, they, they told the, yeah, that group who stayed away but didn't stop others. They addressed the other group who was staying away and also stopping others and said, why do you bother? Why do you bother to advise and counsel the people? whom Allah Subhanahu is either going to destroy Muhlekhuma or Allah is going to inflict with them a severe punishment. So these are three communities now within the Jews talking to one another. Right? So group one, those who fished; group two, who didn't fish but didn't bother to try to stop those who were fishing; and group three, who didn't fish and were also trying to stop those who were fishing. So in that group two said to group three, that Why do you bother to advise them? So group three replied that because we want to be absolved of any guilt before Allah. And so we're hoping, we're hoping that they may have taqwa. Right? We're hoping that they may have taqwa. That we are doing so, to, to completely excuse ourselves before your Rabb, that we have nothing to do with it, and in fact we did our level best to stop it. And the second reason why we're bothering, as you put it, to try to stop them is, وَلَأَلَّهُمْ yatakun, That maybe they may become people of taqwa, and maybe they will stop what they're doing. But the guilty party do not heed their advice. They do not heed the advice given to them. So that is why then Allah SWT says that then we save those, right? Allah SWT says that we save those who So we save those who were forbidding them from fishing. But those who didn't heed them and didn't heed their call to desist and continued in violating the Sabbath, then Allah SWT sees them with a tremendously terrible punishment.
1: Alright.
0: And what was that punishment that they became? Allah ta'ala commanded and issued out of His word and decreed that they should become monkeys, humiliated, disgraced, and degraded monkeys. Alright. Then Allah SWT says that your Rub declared that He will definitely raise against them. Until the day of judgment, He will raise against them such people or persons who will inflict severe punishment on them. Right? Now, what does this mean actually? This ayah in Quran actually It's fascinating, and if you look the history of the Jews from the time of Sayyidina Musa Sallam, when they were the chosen ones, but they refused to accept that, and they refused to do people of amal and taqwa, then you can look at history. They've been punished and afflicted right up to Hitler and the Holocaust. So this is being mentioned, this is a punishment for them in this world. Allah Ta'ala is mentioning it in Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala is mentioning this in Qur'an. And this is going to happen ila yawmil qiyamah, all the way until the end of time al Adab such people, such communities, such persons that will afflict them with terrible punishments. But when Allah Ta'ala at the end says, وَإِنَّهُ لَغَفُورُ رَحِيمٌ That for any person from amongst these type of transgressing rebellious Jews from that third group type of Jews who continue to disbelieve in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and Qur'an and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi if they make tawbah and they believe then indeed they will also find that Allah Ta'ala is لَغَفُورُ رَحِيمٌ is all-forgiving and is all-merciful. All right. Verses now 168 and onward. So, Spanthal says, <laughs> hum فِي ardi امَمَا That we divided them onto this earth in different communities. مِنْهُمْ الصَّالِحُونَ And from amongst them, there were ones who were righteous. وَمِنْهُمْ دُونَ ذَلِكَ And amongst them, there were ones who were other than that, i not righteous. wa بِالْحَسَنَاتِ وَالْسَيّئَاتِ لَأَلَّهُمْ was And so, then, says, and for them, we tried them. وَبَلَلَوْنَا We tried them and inflicted them. With sometimes giving them bounties and blessings. With sayyat. with sometimes afflicting them with at first adverse conditions and misfortunes and troubles and calamities. Why? La So that they may return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this means same thing for us, that the changing conditions that we have, sometimes we have favorable conditions, sometimes we have adverse conditions, sometimes we have good fortune, bad fortune, sometimes we have the, Allah ta'ala's bounties and blessings, and sometimes we have difficulties. All of this is being done. la So that we may also do raju إِلَى We may turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ وَرَثُوا وَرِثُوا الْكِتَابَ يَأْخُذُونَ هذا الْأَدْنَى وَيَقُولُونَ سَيُغْفَرُ لَنَا وَإِنْ يَأْتِهِمْ أَذًى مِثْلُهُ يَأْخُذُوهُ أَلَمْ يخذ, يخذ, يُخَذْ عَلَيْهِمْ مِيثَاقُ الْكِتَابِ إِنْ نَمَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِيثَاقُ الْكِتَابِ أَنْ لَا يَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْحَقَّ وَدَرَسُوا مَا فِيهِ خَيْرٌ لِلَّذِينَ أَفَلَا Alright. Here Allah is saying is that after them, then a later generation was... and then followed after them, a later generation that succeeded them. And what was that generation? They inherited that book, right? They inherited وَرِثُ الْكِتَابَ They inherited the book and scripture that was given to them. And what they did is that they did an evil thing, that they seized the prophets of this world. They chose rather to go, يَأْخُذُونَ أَذَا هَذَا الْأَدْنَةِ هَذَا Adna means this petty, trifling, minute, temporal world. And instead they chose, right, they chose to يَأْخُذُونَ أَذَا they chose to grasp the offerings of this petty world, they sought over the prophets of this petty world. What did they used to say? That you know we will be forgiven, no problem. We can do this and we'll be forgiven. So and then what they said the soon we should be forgiven. And if and if any other Tawa in Yatihim, other than if that it came to them or was offered to them, any such offerings of this world, produce of the world, prophets of the world, the like of it, Yachuluhu, again they would go and they would seize it. Alam alehim mithaqul kitab. So then Allah SWT is saying to them that was not the covenant and pledge the mithaq covenant of the kitab the scripture taken from them. That and what was that covenant that they would not lay yukuulu Allahi haqq that they would not say anything concerning Allah SWT, except that which was true. They would not attribute any statement to Allah SWT, except that was true. What darasu ma and they would study what was in the kalam. Right. So darasu means so we've done something before as well, talim al-kitab. Here's dars al-kitab. It's not enough just to read Quran translation on your own. It has to be studied, contemplated, and reflective. It has to be learnt and taught. Talim and ta'allum. Means it's, the dars always takes place in a teacher-student way. It doesn't take place in a reader-translation way. Right? This is another mistake again. A lot of the people who teach these Dora Qur'ans, they try to convince people. They come to the Qur'an, come to the message of the Qur'an, read and reflect in the translation of Qur'an for yourself, they have a direct relationship with Islam. All That's not entirely untrue, but the suggestion being implanted there as well is that it's a, you don't need dars of Qur'an, you don't need tadris of Qur'an, you don't need ta'lim and ta'allum of Qur'an. And this is what Allah subhanahu himself in Qur'an has said in different ayat that the book is meant to be studied in a teacher-student relationship and thereafter reflected and pondered upon. Indeed, the eternal abode, the abode of the after is better for the people of taqwa. Can you not become people who understand? bilkitab, And those who hold fast to the kitab, hold fast to the scripture. Some of you may have heard our shaykh give a whole bayan on this ayah. وَالَّذِينَ bilkitab. And those who hold fast, steadfast, hold firmly to the Kitab, to the scripture, waqamu salata, <الصلاة> and they're firm, and they firmly establish the salah, then Allah ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهِ نُذِيؤُ أَجْرَ الْمُسْلِهِينَ That we will never ever allow to diminish the reward of the musliheen, this is also like salahin, of the righteous. Of the righteous and the ones who are following piety. Okay. Now Allah's ta'ala is mentioning when this when we did this fee you before And so Allah was going to uproot the mountain And then hold it above them as a canopy And then they thought That it would fall down upon them Right? They thought it would fall down upon them So this we've discussed with you We've commented on this earlier When it came earlier in Quran وَإِذْ نَتَقْنَا Jabala? فَوْقَهُمْ And then we shook and dangled And held and suspended the mountain over them such that it was as if it was a canopy or a roof over them, and, uh, they thought it was their estimation and they thought that it would fall on them. Alright. That you should grab and hold firmly. Allah Ta'ala is saying that grab and hold firmly to that which I have sent down and bestowed upon you. Bekuwatin with strength. فيه, and you should always continually remember what is in that. La Alakun so that you may become a person of taqwa, you may become a person of awareness and conscientiousness, and who person who is always fearful and conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. min bani Adam min zuhurihim wa ash. حَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا أَن يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كُنَّا أَنْ هَذَا Very famous ayah and an ayah that we have many times mentioned to all of you as well. So what is this? When your rub brought the descendants of the children of Adam from their loins, literally it means from their back, but back is a kanaya to mean spine and spine is held to be um, the source of the strength of the male by which um, from his loins then uh, is produced offspring let's just explain it to you like that all right so that is what they were saying that and where is and remember that moment when your rub took uh, when your rub brought forth the descendants and offspring and progeny of the children of adam and min to him from their loins and what did wa ta'ala do uh, brought their offspring from their loins wa and allah ta'ala then made them testify ala anfusihim about their concerning their own selves and what did allah ta'ala, ta'ala ask them a question ana then am i not your rabb qalu each and every single human testified bala yes indeed allah we affirm you are our Rabb. Then, ambala Shahidna, and we affirm indeed you are Rabb, Shahidna, indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we bear witness that we are rub Antakulu, and Allah ta'ala did all of this, now I'm back to third person Allah ta'ala says, Allah ta'ala does, Antakulu, lest you say, Yawm that on the day of judgment, you say, Inna كُنَّا أَنْ هَذَا that indeed we were heedless and unaware of this fact. Of what fact? That Allah Taala is our Rabb. So by doing this is what we sometimes in fancy English call the primordial covenant, right? And this is where Allah Subhanahu manifested Himself in all His resplendent glory and beauty, and enabled the arwah, the kulub, to do ru'yat and to gaze upon Him and ask them a question: "Allah Subhanahu." And every single human soul in that primordial pre-eternal gathering said, "Bala." I mean, not pre-eternal, pre-temporal, before this world was made, gathering said, Allah, indeed, we affirm shahidna, we testify to it. And Allah Ta'ala did all of this so that nobody in the Day of Judgment can claim that they didn't know Rub existed. So from this ayah, the Islamic theology has extracted that every single human being is responsible for at least theism, at least believing in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. There is no way a person can say, I didn't know that there was a God. And there's no way they'd be able to say that on the Day of Judgment. Second, lest they say O or lest you say Innama Ashaka Abauna Min Kablu that indeed our forefathers committed shirk ascribed and associate partners responsible before for us wakunna, wakunna min and we are nothing other than their descendants and their offspring and their followers that have come after them. Bima and will you destroy us for that was done uh, that was done by those Who muptilun those who were simply people following batil and people who were following that which was null and void? For those who followed that which was falsehood, so that Allah Taala saying is, "This is you will no longer be able to say that as an excuse because you've already testified that Allah Taala is your Dabb." So this whole life on earth actually is for us to see whether we are going to be true to this pledge. And thus Allah Ta'ala says, and thus do we clearly exposit and explain our verses of revelation and our signs, in the hope that perhaps you may have reju in Allah that you may return and on return to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And right. this covenant is taken. By every single human being Every single human being In a hadith uh, Narrated in the Muslim Imam Ahmad Allah Ta'ala he, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said That after Allah Ta'ala took this pledge then Allah Ta'ala then addressed humanity And said that I'm making the Sabah Samawat The seven firmaments and realms of lie above And the seven earths Witness over you and over your father Sayyidina Adam Alayhis Salam as well That you have taken this And then later Allah Ta'ala then said That I shall send Anbiya to you Prophets too who shall remind you of this pledge and I shall send and reveal scriptural revelations and books to you so that you may also be reminded of this pledge. So this is the whole Islamic theology about the origins of humanity and the purpose of humanity. This, and every and Nabi comes to every community. The Surah Fatih, Surah 35, verse 24 said that a warner passed by every nation. Every single community of insan will get a Nabi. And either that Nabi will bring a scripture, I will be a Rasul, or he will teach and follow a scripture that was revealed to a previous Rasul. So every single human as a community as an ummah has the belief in Allah Subhanahu embedded in them has already testified that Allah Ta'ala is their rub and has a prophet and a book that is directed to them and since the time of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam until the day of judgment the Quran Al Kareem and the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam are eternal hujjat on all of humanity okay Now, from verses 175 onwards, the occasion of revelation here is that there's a particular incident. Can we put this on the ground? Lift it up. Okay. Okay, here from, okay. Here from verses 175 onwards, the occasion of revelation of this, In Abdullah ibn Abbas, as has mentioned, that there's a person, his name was Bal'am ibn Bauda, and he lived in that place where Sayyidina Musa and the community was sent to go and sent to conquer. And... Okay, sorry. In a hadith in Nasai, uh Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umar l- was mentioned that the person who's going to be referred to in this verse, his name was Umayya bin Abi Silt. And this was the person, this Umayyah was the person that Sayyidina Rasulullah invited him to accept the Deen of Islam. And Sayyidina Rasulullah recited Surah Yasin to that person. And then this Umayya, he intended then, after the Potsdam recited Surah Yasin to him, he intended to accept the Deen of Islam. But, after he heard about the Battle of Badr, he changed his mind, and instead he decided to go and not, not join the community of Medina Menorah, but instead he went and lived in Taif, and he lived thereafter, and he died over there as an unbeliever. Right? That he died as an unbeliever. There's some other Mufasirun have mentioned that this actual incident is not about is not this incident, but the person being referred to here is somebody who lived in the time of Sayyidina Musa. Laisalan. Right? All right. Khair, I will just translate these ayat for you. So one seventy-five onward, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says in Quran, Alayhim that recite to them Naba Ate Ayatina, the incident and the news of that person to whom we had bestowed upon him our signs. Fan Salaha minha, but that person chose to withdraw and turn away and spurn the signs of Allah subhanahu wa taala. He passed them by literally. Faat baahu shaitanu, fakanamil ghaween. Instead, what happened? That shaitan, shaitan followed him. Shaitan followed him and pursued him and made him go even more astray. Fakanamil ghaween that he went even further astray. Malo shaitna. Yet if we had wished to do so. لَرَفَعْنَاهُ biha That indeed we would have elevated him by those signs. We would have increased his rank by means of those signs. ولكنه, however, that person, what did that person choose to do? Akhlada ardi He chose to Akhlada. Remember Khalidin he chose to incline towards the earth. He chose to make the earth to be all his life on earth. The be all and end all of his life, and he spurned the signs of Allah Swantala Whatabahau and he followed his own whims and desires Kalb. So thus his example is like the example of a dog of a dog In Alehi that if you place a load upon it, a burden upon it, then يلحث, then what will happen it will hang out its tongue. Oh let's switch to this other Yalhath, okay. Yalhath Tatrukhu Yalhath. If you place a burden on it, then it will hang out its tongue. Some have translated this that if you attack it, it will hang out its tongue. And then if you leave it, it will hang out its tongue. Right? If you leave it alone, it will hang out its tongue. So it means that this dog is always hanging out its tongue either way whatsoever. So this person is being likened to a dog. <laughs> and this example of a dog is like the example of the entire community and all such nations and peoples who repudiate and reject in our verses and revelation and deny and reject our signs. <laughs> now Allah SWT is saying that Relate the tale to them. I mean, that you should narrate to them these tales. You should relate to them the tales. You should narrate the parables to them. لَأَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ So that they may ponder and reflect and learn therefrom. مَثَلًا الْقَوْمُ bi كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا وَأَنفَسَهُمْ كَانُوا يَظْلِمُونَ An evil indeed and terrible indeed and a bad example are those who rejected our verses and denied our signs. And by means of that, they only oppress their own souls. Wa fahu al and each and every such person who, whom Allah subhanahu wa taala guides, that person will be rightly guided. And. And indeed, whomsoever and every such person that Allah subhanahu wa taala leads astray, all such people will be in a state of complete and absolute loss. It can also mean there will be such people who will be eternal loss. There will be losers in all of it for all of eternity. وَلَكَذَّرَانَا لِجَهَنَّمَا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ says, Indeed, we have, without indeed and verily without doubt, we have created for Jahannam a large quantity of jinn and insan. Means a very large number of jinn and a very large number of human beings will go into Jahannam. لَهُمْ يَفْكَهُونَ بِهَا very important for those of you who have been tracking the word qalb that the these these jinn and these insan they have qalb they have spiritual hearts they have that faculty by which allah Ta'ala is recognized and loved and realized and obeyed and honored la <laughs> biha however they don't they're unable to ascertain and understand by means of their spiritual heart walahum <laughs> however and they also have eyes they also have eyes la biha But they do not perceive thereby. They do not see by means of their eyes. And they do have ears. la yasmauna biha But they don't really hear in the sense of they don't hear and appreciate and understand thereby. kal Indeed such people they are like animals. Balhum أَذَلُ And you can say they're like, what animals are like cattle, they're like livestock, they're like um, beasts. Balhum But in fact, no, they're even lower, even more astray. They're even more deviated, more astray. And who are these people? Indeed, these are the people of ghaflat. These are the negligent ones who have turned away from Allah's command. So this suggests that there are some men in jinn, and a large number of men in jinn, a large amount of men in jinn, of humanity in jinn. Who, 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 or lack their spirituality. Who are unable to think spiritually, and they're even worse than animals and cattle, and they're the ones who are negligent and neglectful and heedless of Allah commands. What does this mean that they're even worse than animals? Well, one meaning is that even the animals do the zikr of Allah Even the animals don't disbelieve in Allah Taala. Even the animals aren't atheists. Even the animals don't disobey. So in that sense, they're even their sub- not only are they subhuman, Allah Ta'ala is saying they're sub-animal. Sub-animal, that human being who chooses to be neglectful and negligent of Allah SWT and Allah Ta'ala's commands is rescribed as sub-animal. Now comes another famous verse of Qur'an al-Qur'an, 180. Asmaul Husna Biha. And to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone belongs the infinitely, all of the infinitely beautiful and virtuous and noble names. who and each and every one of you should make dua to Him, should call upon Him by means of those Ul husna Wadarul-ladheena yulhiduna fi Asma'ihi and you should leave and repudiate and turn away and reject from all of those people who abuse Allah's names, who blaspheme, who desecrate Allah's names. سَيُّدْزَوْنَ And soon they will be recompensed, punishment will be meted out to them soon. By, by due to all of the things for, for, for what they were doing. Alright. So here we have this notion of Asmaul Husna. Right? Alright. Here you will find many, you will find discussion of some of Allah Taala's in Qur'an karim in Surah Bani Israel, Surah number 17, verse 110. And most famously, most people recite Surah Hashr, Surah 59, verses 22 to 24. There's a hadith in Bukhari in which Sayyidina Rasulullah is reported to have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has 100 less one. Asmal husna, Ay Allah Ta'ala is 99 Asmal husna And whoever will do hivs of them And some say that means that whoever learns them by heart, memorizes them Others say that whoever will do hivs of them is always aware of Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala in these 99 ways That throughout the day and night their zikr and their consciousness and remembrance and recollection and awareness of Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala Is keeping into mind all of these 99 sifat Right? And another meaning of Hivdh here means and those who live their lives and they pattern and they mold their Ubudiyyah, based on those ninety nine attributes and beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, if they guard the meaning of those names in terms of their Ubudiyyah, such that they are Abdul Malik and their Abdul Ghaffar, and their Abdul Rahim and they live the and Abdul Aziz and Abdul Jabbar, they live their life in as Abd. Abdul of those 99 names Such a person will enter into Jannah However The vast majority of the muhaddisin have taken this On literal value as well In which it means to memorize And the similar hadith is mentioned In the Sahih of Muslim But neither of these two mention the 99 names In the book of Tirmidhi There is a hadith in which actually 99 names are mentioned Alright, So many ulama used to then suggest That one should memorize those 99 names However we find in other books of Other narrations of hadith Other names other than those 99 That are mentioned in the books of Tirmidhi That's why the muhadithin view That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has many more than 99 names And that are mentioned in the Quran and hadith But certainly if a person can memorize Any 99 of them And since 99 have been gathered At least once by Sayyidina Rasulullah In that hadith in Tirmidhi So that a person should memorize those 99 names and the ulama also used to feel that if a person recites those 99 names and then makes du'a, as many of us may know that our sheikh sometimes does, then that person's du'as are accepted due to the recitation of those 99 names, those Asmal husna. Now once we had actually started teaching you those 99 names, and I think we got about 10 or 15 done, and then that was interrupted, inshallah one day we make niyat inshallah that we will complete that asma asmal husna. And at least be able to teach you the meanings and the feelings and how we should feel. And how we should make our ubudiyah feel regarding those 99 asmal husna mentioned in the hadith of Imam At-Tinmidi Rehmallahu Ta'ala. All right. Verse number 181. Verse number 181. وَمِمَّنْ And from amongst all of those human beings who we have created, ummatun, That there is a community. يَهْدُونَ haqqi That they guide on the basis of truth. وَبِهِ يَعْدِلُونَ And they do justice and fairness thereby. وَالَّذِينَ كَدْدُبُوا And as for those who repudiate and reject our signs, our verses of revelation and our signs, سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ مِّنْ حَيْثُ لَا That we will gradually, slowly, Bring them to per- perdition and destruction without them even knowing whatsoever. They won't even see it coming in a manner which they will not even perceive. umli lahum إِنَّ كَيْدِي And Allah ta'ala says, and what we will do is we shall grant respite to them, we will grant them some reprieve. Right? إِنَّ كَيْدِي But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it indeed, that my strategy, my Method of my methodology and my way of dealing with these people, matinun. That is indeed a solid. It's solid. It's rock solid. It's impregnable. It is short. Awlam yatafakru. And is it not time? Have they not reflected and pondered over Allah subhanahu wa taala and over ma bisahebihim min jinna. مَا uh, بِصَاهِبِهِمْ min jinnah And know that their companion is not possessed, is not a jinn. Alright, this was another accusation that the mushrikin of Makkah made of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Jinnah can here mean, number one, being a jinn or possessed by a jinn. Jinnah can also mean majnun, that um, they should reflect and they should realize that their sahib, and this is a beautiful way that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is referring to Nabi Akriam Sassam. He was the sahib of the Ahl Makkah, he was from amongst them, he was their companion, that he's not insane, he's not possessed. He's not insane, he's not possessed. In huwa Illa Nadirum mubeen he is nothing other than a clear warner from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And have they not noticed and observed and reflected on Allah Ta'ala's dominion of the, hef, 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 the the firmaments above and the earth that lie below. And Malakut can also mean the way Allah Ta'ala is governing and His ordinances. And the way He has ordered and governed the realms that lie above on this earth. وَمَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ And whatever else Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala in each and every single thing that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. One أَسَاءَ kadik kadik And there, don't, don't they reflect on this as well, that their term, their prescribed period on earth, their life may indeed be near, meaning soon to expire? Then, in that case, right, فَبِأَيّ هَدِيثٍ بَعْدُهُ يُؤْمِنُونَ Then what will they believe after that? In what hadith, in what news, in what message, in what ideology, in what hadith will they believe after that? In other words, after their term expires, after they pass away, that's not a, that won't be a locus or a time for them to believe anymore. All right. <laughs> and whomsoever whom Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala leads astray, he will find no guide can there ever be for such a person? <clears throat> and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will leave them to wander in their excess. In their Tughyan, ya, ya, wandering in their Tughyan, wandering around in their rebellion and transgression and their excesses against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This notion of istidraj, Nabi Akram mentioned Hadith, that when you see that Allah ta'ala grants a person the treasures of this world, despite their sins, then know that this is istidraj, this is that mohalla, that reprieve, respite, that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which makes that person increase, increase, increase in their sin, until finally they are seized and overtaken by the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All right. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he mentioned their ajal, Allah ta'ala is also mentioning that not just the creation of the samawat and the ard, but also reflecting on death, the nature of death, and the fact that each and every one of us will die, reflecting on death and dying will also lead a person to the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the belief in the akhirah. Right. Next is that they ask a question of you. That they ask you, my beloved messenger, Salam, about the Sa'a, about the Day of Judgment, about the end of time, right? And this is something that many, many people used to ask Sayyidina Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam In fact, if you remember the hadith of Jibreel, right? In Bukhari and Muslim, that once Sayyidina Jibreel, the angel Jibril, asked the Prophet, that when will the Sa'ah come? And the Prophet, Salman, said that the one being asked knows no more than the questioner. So Sayyidina Rasulullah, did not know when exactly the time will come when. The day of judgment will come when the end of time will occur. Right? So this is the same thing that is happening over here. Allah SWT saying a Quran. So now here we hear in one eighty-seven. Yes, They will ask you, my beloved, about the end of time, about the moment. ayana mursaha. That when will it occur? When will it occur or when has it been set? Qul innama ilmuha inda rabbi. That tell them that the knowledge of that lies only and only with my Rabb. <coughs> La yukliha li illahu And there is no being who will be able to reveal it in its time except for him, except for Allah SWT. Thakula fi samawat ibn ard And the notion of when that time is, it will be waiting and weighs heavily on the samawat, on the rams that lie above and the Ard on this earth. La taatikum illa baghtatan. And it will not, it will not happen and not come to you except suddenly, as all of a sudden as a surprise. Yes, aluna ka annaka anha and they ask him my beloved messenger some as if you're welcoming it Kul cool. say to them my beloved inna ma ilmuha indallahi know that the knowledge of that lies alone only and only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone walakin أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ اللَّهِ and the vast and however the vast majority of human beings do not seek knowledge do not realize do not take the realization from this. What does it mean that they don't re- they don't learn the lesson that the fact that when the day of judgment is going to happen is unknown, that means that we should always be preparing for our death. But they don't take the knowledge for that for it. Say to them, my beloved Messenger, La nafsi that I do not in any way have any power to affect any good. I don't have the power to profit even my own self. Without that run, I cannot even harm my own self. Illa masha Allah, except that which Allah SWT wishes. kuntu atnul And if were I had to have knowledge of the unseen, right? La stuckhurto min khair. Then indeed I would have made much of the good. I would have made much good and accumulated much of the good due to my knowledge of the unseen. Wama Masani Su, and none no evil would have afflicted me. What does that mean that if I knew the unseen, I knew the future, if I knew that when the end of time would come means I would know the future. If I knew the future I would have already gathered all the hair and I could have protected myself from all of your evil also. None of your evil could have afflicted me because I would have been able I would know everything about the future. So the Prophet doesn't know doesn't know at this level. And that's why he says, In إن Indeed, I am nothing other than a warner and a bringer of good tidings, and glad news. يؤمنون, to that community who chooses to believe. All right. So certainly Nabi Akrim has been given knowledge, but he hasn't been given knowledge entirely about the future. If he had been forewarned and knew about all future events, then he would be able to receive maximum benefits and he would also be able to adopt all means to make sure that nothing harmed him if you knew in advance of the future.
1: All right? Okay.
0: So this ayah is also the response to that certain sectarian theology that believes that the Prophet some has ilmul ghayb. Right? So saying, uh, the same knowledge of the unseen knows as much as Allah Taala does about the unseen. Clearly it is being mentioned here that the Nabi some does not know as much as Allah Taala knows about the unseen. Verse 189, we're going to keep you a little bit today. Insha'Allah, I want to finish Surah Al-Araf. So, verse number 189. Oh, no, this is done. Verse number 89. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who created you. Who created you from a single soul. Wa minha and then he made from it its spouse. We did this before earlier, right? He created it, said al Salaam a single soul. The spouse from that, the spouse that was created from that was said on the yaskuna yaskuna so that you may get sukoon from her. And this is it comes elsewhere in Quran. So the whole purpose of having a mate or a spouse or a wife is so that one may get sukoon from her. And the husband should be a source of sukoon for the wife. And the wife should also be a source of sukoon for the husband. If a woman wants to know what that means, she should just read the hadith in the beginning of Sahih Bukhari and see what a source of sukoon. Sayyidatina Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha ummul mu'mineen. Sayyidatina Khadija radiallahu was for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَلَمَّا And at that moment when he, uh, you can say that he found a comfort from her, he made it from her, Hamalat حَمَلًا خَفِيفًا That then she bears a light burden that she carries with her. And then she goes about it. So this is referring to right conception and then pregnancy. فَلَمَّا and then when it becomes heavy, it means, right, initially, it's a light thing, and then when it becomes weighty and heavy for her, then دَعَو, دَعَو Then they both pray to their both Rabb. So this is the dua that parents should make when they recently, newly find out that they have conceived, and then when the woman's womb grows a bit heavy, which they say, then indeed, if you give us salihah, Right? This can be understood in both ways. Number one, if you give us a healthy child, لَنَكُونَ الْشَاكِرِينَ Then indeed, certainly, we will be amongst those who are grateful and thankful and appreciative to you in the sense that we will follow your akam and your rulings and the sunnah of your beloved messenger wasallam. And salihah can also mean here, that if you grant us a child who is from the righteous, from amongst the pious from amongst the pure, from amongst the chaste, then indeed certainly we'll be amongst them who is grateful. فَلَمَّا Then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them a healthy child, what do they do? Then what do they do? They ascribe partners. They ascribe partners and attribute partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In that, fima In that which Allah ta'ala gave them. So they attribute getting a healthy child for some other reason. And Allah Taala is far exalted above each and everything that they associate and ascribe to Him. Do they attribute partnership to Allah Taala and they ascribe and they hold to be partners such things that they are not even able to create anything? And in fact, are they themselves created? And those things, they're they're incapable of helping others, and in fact, they're not even able to help their own selves. Alright. I hear much here about this issue of Sukun, but I've already discussed this with you. The importance of being a good husband and being a good wife. Sometimes what happens is, is, that parents also, uh, I was talking about parents, that they forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one example I would give of this is that when, فَلَمَا أَتَاهُمَا صَالِحًا جَعَلَا لَهُ شُرَكَاءَ فِيمَا أَتَاهُمَا So they were supposed to give that child for Allah. They were supposed to make that child in the deen, but instead that being who blessed them with the child, that Allah SWT who graced them with the child who was healthy, instead of now pledging themselves to raise that child as Salih, instead of making Allah Ta'ala the goal and orientation of that child's life, instead they set up partners. They want to raise their child in such a way that society will view him as something, that their relatives will view him as something. They want to make him a doctor, not to make him a healer, but they want to make her a doctor so that they get respect And money and wealth in that society. So all of that is shuraqah. That Allah swasta who blessed you with the child. That Allah swasta who graced you with the child. Who is healthy. You should have then... Pledged your life as parents To raise that child up on the deen And make them salih And you should have been concerned First and foremost and only That how would that child grow up In the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala How would they be regarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But instead you set partners up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And you worried more About how the child was regarded in society How he was regarded in your relatives How he was regarded by people at large All right Next ayat from Numbers 190, 193. So then Allah sponsor mentions, and all of these things, none of them can help you, none of them can, are capable of helping you, they can't even keep, helping themselves. When huda and when you call them to guidance, they will not follow you. They will not follow you. They cannot follow you. La kum. they will not follow you. Sawahun alaykum ada'a'a'autumuhum, am <imitation> antum that is the same thing to them whether you call down them or whether you uh, uh, this, it's all it makes no difference whatsoever it's all the same whether you call upon them or whether you remain silent so then Allah says inna مِن min اللَّهِ indeed all of those things that you call upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ibadun <imitation> they're all ibad they're all servants of Allah they're all servants amthalakum just like you everything else, everything that you're calling on is nothing else but a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of that society that you want to impress, that's also ibad. They're all slaves of Allah. All of those relatives that you want to impress, they're all slaves of Allah. They're all slaves of Allah. Nobody's going to be impressed. You have to impress Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You should be able to show that your child has completed a taqwa project. That is what you want to show. Fad'uhum. So call upon those, call upon them. Call upon all of those things. Fall yastajibu lakum and let them reply to you in kuntum sadikin if indeed you are truthful. Alhum aljulum yamshu that have they feet to walk on? Am lahum aidin yab 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 tishu Do they have hands by which they can grip and they can hold? Or am lahum ayunay yub siru nabihah. Do they have eyes by which they can see? Am lahum adanan yismau nabihah. Do they have ears by which they can hear? <laughs> that go and call those who you have described as partners, those who are your partners. Allah Ta'ala saying, call on your idols. Then, <laughs> plan against me, scheme against me, plot against me. And do not, uh, <coughs> call upon others and scheme against me. And don't let up at all. As this is Allah Ta'ala shan, Kalam. That go ahead and call upon your fi- false idols. Right? And then plot against me. فَلَا تُنْذِرُونِي And don't spare me. Don't relent. Plot against me relentlessly. Do what you can. إِنَّا وَلِيِّ اللَّهُ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْكِتَابِ So, so Nabi Akreem ﷺ is responding. is saying, Inna وَلِيُّ اللَّهُ That indeed my wali, and every mu'min should say this. That indeed my wali, my wali is Allah. Allahi, that being, Nuzul al-Kitab who sent down the book on Al-Karim, huwa يَتَوَلَّ الصَّالِحِينَ And Allah subhanahu and that being who befriends the salihin, who becomes the wali of the salihin. Again, our Shaykh gave a whole just on this ayah. Salihin, Showing that when a person makes themselves amongst the salihin, how much Allah SWT sends a special friendship and favors and benefactions of them. <laughs> and all of those upon whom you call besides Allah SWT, la They have no ability to help you in any way. yansurun, And nor are they able to help themselves at all. Right? in taduhum, Even if you were to call them إِلَى to guidance, لا Yasmud, They cannot even hear you. وَتَرَاهُمْ إِلَيْكَ وَهُمْ لَا And you see them. You see them. You think and you see you see your think or estimate that they are looking at you but they are not able to perceive you. They are not able to see. So this literally means first of all literally for idols and statues and it also means for all of those other false gods that we mentioned. Alright, verse number uh, one ninety nine onwards al afwe, but instead you should adopt and take to pardoning and forgiving wamur bil and you should command and enjoin that which is right and benevolent and good an he, and you should stay away and turn away from the people who are ignorant, you should avoid them <clears throat> should a temptation come to you from shaitan? Should a suggestion come to you from shaitan? Should shaitan plant something and occurrence in your mind? Then what you should do? Fasta'idh billah. You should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Innahu sami'un alim. Allah tells all listening and all knowing. Indeed for those who have adopted taqwa, those who are people of piety, those who are people who stay away from sin. Here there's much, you know, I would just say very here quickly, number one, to be forgiving. And all of you have seen examples in Quran al-Karim. Sayyidina Yusuf A.S. was forgiving all his brothers, how Sayyidina Rasulullah a.s. was forgiving over the Ahlul Makkah after Fatih Makkah. So we should learn to become people who are forgiving with one another. And number two, we should enjoy and invite and always trying to be a source of good and bring people to good and be a source of care in our homes and our communities. And we should not try to engage those who are ignorant. We should not try to debate and refute those who are ignorant. <laughs> we should simply ignore. We should simply ignore the ignorant. The ignorant are such that they're only worthy of being ignored. And if ever shaitan casts a temptation or places a temptation in our heart and in our mind, we should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right, and this is obviously by saying Generally speaking, and also see, general and generally seeking refuge in Allah, And then also, also mentioned in the hadith that is in Sahih Bukhari that if a person feels anger inside themselves, because that is one feeling that shaitan sometimes implants in a person. So the Apostle said that a person. He said that I know of such a phrase that will eliminate a person's anger when it swells up inside of them. And what is that phrase? "Allahu All right. That is a tried and tested cure for anger and is also a cure for the whisperings of shaitan. Now we're on verses 201. So very, we're almost done. 206. Well, verse 201. <laughs> Indeed, those who have taqwa, who are conscientious, aware of Allah, fear of if an impulse from shaitan strikes them. Literally it means if an impulse from, uh, if you can say an impulse from shaitan brushes up against them. Tazakkiru, they make zikr, they remember Allah Subhanahu. Wa ta'ala. They engage in zikrullah, they become mindful of Allah Subhanahu. hum and dust and their eyes instantly open. They immediately see what shaitan is trying to do, how he's trying to trick them. So this is the importance of zikrullah. And earlier we did a few days ago that what does Iblis try to do? He tries to take a person away first from Zikr and then from Salah. Why? Because when a person does Zikr, they become immune to the whisperings and implantations and uh, thoughts that Shaitan tries to put inside a person. وَإِخْوَانُهُمْ يُمُدْنُّونُهُمْ فِي الْغَيِّ And what happens that their brethren, their brethren, what is that? The shayateen? pull their brethren into deviation. So those who don't avoid the shayateen. They are further pulled into sin they're pulled further into sin and deviation and error. and they don't halt at all. Unceasingly do they fall into that. Then that's what you say in order. La they unceasingly do this. be So whenever <coughs> and if you do not bring them a sign, right, let me just mention this here. So the way that you should also remember that Allah Ta'ala has taught us to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Min Sharri that, that that person of the evil of the sneaking whisperer who was who whispers into the hearts of humanity nas Whether it's an agent from shaitan, one of the shayateen from the jinn, or whether it's any of the shayateen from the human beings. So when a person has taqwa, does zikr, then their eyes instantly open, they immediately realize what shaitan is doing, and they can save themselves from whatever falsehood, whatever trap that he is trying to bring them into. Okay, and if you do not bring them a sign, if you do not bring them a sign, what will they say? That if, why haven't you made a selection? Why haven't you chosen some miracle? Why haven't you done something? Innama So say to them my beloved Matrasan that you're not able to create miracles on your own anyway. I only and only follow Mayuha Ilaya that which has been revealed to me Mil Rabbi from my Rub From my Rub and this is indeed the insights the insights from your Rub and what is it? It wa is Rahma, And it is a guidance and a mercy لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ To a community that is chosen to be of believers. Alright? So what happens here? That some of the kuffar, they requested for miracles and they said that we'll believe in the Prophet ﷺ if you recite these miracles. So, and they would say that why don't you do this miracle? Why don't you choose that miracle? Why don't you do that miracle? So say no. I'm only following Wahi. And my call to you is also to follow that same wahy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and inside that wahy, inside that Quran is basa'irun mi is deep insights from your Rabb, wa hudah wa Rahma, and deep guidance and deep mercy, but for such a community that is going to choose to believe. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quranic, وَذَا lahu أَلْقُرْآنُ فَسْتَمِئُوا لَهُوَىٰ la لَأَلّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ And indeed when the Qur'an is recited, فَسْتَمِئُوا You should listen to it intently. وَأَنْ and you should be silent. So that Allah Taala's mercy may depend upon you, so that you may experience the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Taala. So, what does this mean? That for Quran, we must do istima. Istima is more intense than just listening. It means listen, reflect, internalize, imbibe. We should listen to the Quran deeply and imbibe it, and we should be silent. It literally means be silent, but it also means we should not let anything rival the Quran. We should not listen that so and so says this is not this is this this is this so-and-so gives you some weird understanding of the Qur'an, you should silence all of those other thoughts and all of those other false ideologies. You should silence all of them and your heart's, your heart's deep listening and intent and traction should be only and only directed towards Qur'an occurring, right? Just so you know, there are many ahkam that the fuqaha have taken out from this. One ruling, I will just give you an example that Imam Muslim, Rehmullah reports a sahih hadith in which Sayyidina Rasulullah said that a person should remain silent. That a person should remain silent when they're praying salah behind an imam. So when a person is in congregational prayer, they should not recite Qur'an. And one other delil that the fuqaha of Hanafi madhab take is this ayah of Qur'an. That when the Qur'an is being recited, you should... Be, listen to it intently That is for Fajr, Maghrib, and Isha. And otherwise You should be silent That is for Even if you can't listen to it Still you should be silent And that covers O oh, Zohar and Asr
1: All right
0: Now Allah the us 205 All right And I want you to know also That verse number 206 Is an ayat of sajda it's the first ayat of sajda That has come So I'm not going to recite that For you in Arabic I'm going to recite 205 in Arabic and I'm only going to translate 206 and inshallah we'll be done with Suratul al You can recite it at home if you want and when you recite it, you must make Sajda. The way to make Sajda tanawat by the way, I'll, I'll tell you that at the end. Okay. This is the ayah that many times we mentioned to you is mentioning a particular way and make dhikr of your Rabb. Make dhikr of your Rabb. Remember your Rabb fi nafsik inside yourself within your own soul tadharruan humbly wa silently secretly wa al-jahri min al and without any audible voice without speaking loudly without any audible voice bil ghudwi wal asali what does this mean that you should remember allah ta'ala in the mornings and in the evenings وَلَا min al And do not from, be amongst the people who are neglectful and heedless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this type of zikr, after mentioning the importance of Qur'anic recitation, e Qur'an, And how a person should listen to it intently and be silent. Here also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning a particular type of zikr. This is that zikr that we tell you which is the silent zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart. Hadith and Sahih Muslim, Sayyidina Rasulullah SAW said, I did this for you before, that the Day of Judgment will never come as long as there is a person who is saying, Allah, Allah. So this ayah establishes the fact that we should make silent, secret, humble remembrance of Allah SWT inside of herself. And this hadith establishes that we can make zikr of repetition of the name of the ismi azim, ismi jalala. And this is why, the Masha'ik have taught a zikr based on this ayah and that hadith called zikr al-qalbi, called muraqabah, in which a person silently, humbly, secretly makes intention niyyah that their qalb, fi nafsik, what is inside ourself that can do zikr of Allah, our qalb. They make niyyah that their spiritual heart is repeating Allah's name as if their qalb is saying Allah, 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 and they're simply listening to it and they're remembering it. In a hadith, in the narrated by Imam Ahmed bin Hamzah in his Musnad, he has said that the best form of zikr is the zikr that is done silently, which means without moving the tongue, but reflecting on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's name in your heart, on His Ismi Azam and His Ismi Jalalah inside our heart. All right. Next thing Allah Taala mentioned, the person should do this in the mornings and the evenings. That's why you would see in Urdu the mushaik says subah or sham kimamulat. Ki that this is something that they do in the morning and the evening. And if they do that zikr in the morning and the evening, then walatakum mina then they would be doing amal on this ayah, that they would have not have let themselves be amongst the people who are heedless. So last ayah for today, ayah number 206. Again, I won't recite it in Arabic. Last ayah of Surah Al-Araf. And so the translation of that is that even those who are in the presence, in the Rabbika, in the presence of your rub. Even they, la yastaqbiruna, even they do not view themselves to be too high and mighty from the ibadah to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And what do they do? They do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're always glorifying and magnifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they make sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So who are the, they prostrate to Allah wa ta'ala. Who are these people? It means the angels. So here, then, the after mentioning qirat of Qur'an, then mentioning the zikr that we should do internally, that Allah Ta'ala mentions the zikr in ibadah of even the angels. That they do not consider it below their dignity. In fact, they also do tasbih of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and they also do sajda. Alright? alhamdulillah <laughs> Any who wish to recite verse 206 on their own, the way to make sajda now is simply that if whenever position you're in, that you uh, that you should simply say Allahu Akbar and make sajda and say Subhanahu Rabbil Allah an odd number of times and then say Allahu Akbar and return to whatever position you were in. So if you're st- you don't, if you're sitting, you don't have to stand up and say Allahu Akbar and go to sajda. You can go into sajda from, from whatever position you are in. Alright? And you only make one sajda, not two sajdas like in salah. You only make one sajda. Right, and in that sajda you say the same Tasbihat that you say in the sajda of salah. Anybody who recites this ayah in Arabic or listens to a live recitation, so pre recorded recitation doesn't pre recorded be it C D, tape, record, whatever, YouTube, whatever it is. Anybody who recites this or listens to a live recitation, right? Live recitation, then it is absolutely wajib required for them to make the sajda of Tanawa, marking <laughs> that one and hundred and ninety-nine Tomorrow, inshallah, we will begin a new surah. Right. <laughs> A'la Alayhi wa Ya Allah al Just like you put barakah in our time And enable us to finish this surah on this day Ya Allah we ask that you enable us Before we pass away from this earth To complete our dars and tadris and ta'lim And of your kitab of the Qur'an al-Kareem Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem And Ya Allah we ask that you enable each and every one of us To do and memorize and learn And live by all of your asmal husna At least certainly the 99 that you revealed in that hadith Through al Kareem and then let us learn to call you upon your beautiful names. Let us do Amal on each and every ayah of Quran. Let us do a- Amal on biha. Ya Rabbi Karim, we wish to know you as you have revealed yourself to be. We wish to love you in terms of the attributes that you have adorned yourselves with. Ya Allah, we wish to worship and pray to you in light of those attributes. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you make us people of Amal, make us people of ibadah, make us people of dhikr, make us people of nasiha. Ya Allah, our only and only aim and study Studying and teaching and learning and listening to this Qur'an Is kunu rabbaniyeen Is that we want to make ourselves devoted devotees to you We want to make ourselves close to you We want to make ourselves pleasing to you Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah We ask that you guide us to the path of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Make us an ashik of the sunnah Let us follow each and every commandment and injunction that he has given Let us stay away from each and everything that he has prohibited Ya let us drown ourselves in the sunnah let us one day also learn and study dora sunnah and dora hadith And Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us come to you on these twin wings and these twin noors of your, your Qur'an al-Kareem, your Kitab al-Mubeen. And on the other hand, your Nabi al-Kareem sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us people of Adam. That is us people who are humble before your majesty and your might. Who are humble before your Tajilli'at and Anwarat. And Ya Allah, we are people who wish to remember that we took that pledge to you. We said, "Bala." when you asked us Allah to rabbikum each and every one of us ya we said bala again in this world in a state, in a wakeful conscious state on this world in this world ya Allah we say once again to you bala that ya Allah we affirm and we testify against ourselves that you and you alone are a Rabb ya Allah let us live up to the dictates of being your Abd let us learn and understand what it means that you and you alone are a Rabb let us live our life like Abdul Rabb ya Allah you Kareem. and ya Allah we ask that you join us once again in your presence in the divine realm and you let us gaze upon you once again in all of your sha'an and all of your azmat and all of your anwarat and fuyuzat and that you grant us your, 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 your ru'ya over and over again in the akhira and that you join us with the anbiya and nabiyeen and siddiqeen and shuhada and salihin in your jannatul al ya Rabb ya Rabbil alameen Allahumma ajrna min al Allahumma inna نعوذ بك من النار اللهم إنا نسألك جنة الفردوس من غير حساب يا ربكريم our fast in this month of Ramadan except our ibadat in this month of Ramadan يا ربكريم يا الله let us reach a level of إيمان and يكين which will never ever fade which will never ever dip يا الله keep us attached always to this deen يا الله يا ربكريم ربنا تكبّل منا إنك أنت السميع Alim. وتوب علينا إنك أنت tawaba rahim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi